This is the XNC Podcast, your Xbox newscast featuring Cold Eastwood, hosting industry interviews and gaming talk live on YouTube every Monday night at 5 p.m. on the West Coast, 8 p.m. on the East Coast. For all of you listening around the world, XNC Podcast is available on demand on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts. Welcome to the show. Join the chat, hit the like button, and let's get into this week's topics with the XNC Podcast live. Hello, good evening, or good morning if you're in Australia, this, or good afternoon. This is the XC yes, Podcast, yeah. where the pre-show is almost as good as the full show, and I've got a good friend <laughs> of mine, Special Nick, here with me today. We were talking before the show, we actually even didn't want to hit live yet because we're having a good time, so we thought we'd <laughs> spill that over into the actual show. Welcome over 150 people who have joined in post-Christmas for those who you are celebrating wind down throw the wrapping paper to the side you know get your recycle out to the out to the curb it's absolutely crazy uh welcome nick how are you doing say hi to everybody what's going on mate what's going on everyone merry christmas um i mean yeah i, I it feels like deja vu i was saying merry christmas and happy new year to everyone on our podcast with jeff grubb yesterday um which was fun but it's uh, good to be on. This is my second time now, so yeah, it's good. I've been I've been meaning to come on because you asked me a while back, and I said, "Yep, let's do it." And then something came up times. at work, and I had to like <laughs> cancel. And I really don't like doing that. Um, so I'm like, I was looking on my calendar. I'm like, there's got to be a free Tuesday, and I took this week off work. So I thought, yes. nah, I'll jump on. If you'll have me, I'll jump on. Thank you. I mean, this this community is outstanding. When you weren't able to make it, there was somebody else great that I could get on the show. But, I mean, it's so good to have you back because I've been wanting to have you back. And you kind of hinted at it's Tuesday because it's Tuesday for you. And, guys, yes. Nick was bragging a few minutes ago that it's uh, if you're in North America, it is like 78 degrees uh, Fahrenheit yes. for him right now. <laughs> so <laughs> tell him it's what so, the temperature so is nice. supposed to be for New Year's. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, we're we're a month into summer now in Australia, and I just checked the weather, and for New Year's Day, it's going to be a hundred and two degrees Fahrenheit, which is great. Um, yeah, and I'm in I'm in Central Washington, and we're we're at uh, I think like twenty two degrees Fahrenheit, so we're below freezing. So uh, you I know, can't believe that. Have... Yeah, it's so nice and warm here. I've made myself a vanilla ice latte. I'm very, very good at making these myself at home now, so I don't have to buy them. Very, very nice. Yeah, the comforts of uh, being stuck at home for so long. Yeah, <laughs> you get good at stuff. You get good at stuff. So, the thank you so much for being on the show. And I'll okay. I reset. It's the XSC podcast, and this is a live podcast that I run on the Colt Eastwood channel. Uh, usually every Monday. Missed last Monday because we're getting into the holidays. But we're live on the Colt Eastwood channel. And if you want to check this out, or if you are checking out the audio form it's on spotify google pocket podcast apple podcasts on uh, like six or seven of uh, your favorite choice of podcast platforms that's on demand free of charge enjoy the show 
but thank you so much. We've got some supers rolling in, but uh, yeah, the news has been kind of quiet. Like this Very. is the time when all the developers they they get their patches out, they go home, they spend mm. time with their family, but they're people don't stop talking about the gaming news and that's Nick right. and I are going to cover some of that stuff today. Uh, that's going to jumpstart us into 2022, believe it or not, because it's, it's really coming quick, right? Yep. Very much <laughs> so, so hopefully, uh, hopefully it's not 2020 part three. Oh my God. Well, I mean, if you look at last year, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can only hope that things are going to get better. I want to start <laughs> off. Um, I had a great conversation with Hargit Chani, who's a, a, a good friend and he's been a real great supporter of the channel we were talking about how we got into gaming he said i want to lead this for you uh have you lead this nick but he said that when the xbox was first revealed in 2000 or 2001 mm. he was like a microsoft fan but he his, his attitude was like what in the heck are microsoft doing in the console game <laughs> business that's nintendo's deal so i thought i would yeah. start this off by asking you uh, where you were in uh, the year 2001 and how you took this news that Microsoft was making the Xbox. <laughs> well, yeah, it's funny. Like my perspective is a bit strange on it because I was a pretty hardcore Sega fanboy growing up. Um, and then Microsoft entering coincided with the death of Sega or Sega exiting the console business. So... You know, we've, we've probably most of us have said a hundred times Xbox felt like the natural progression of Sega. They were pushing for online, um, onboard storage. They had they ended up with a lot of Sega's quirky games. Uh, I was working retail at the time, I remember, and we were all invited to this nightclub in Melbourne where Microsoft Australia were holding this event to show off the Xbox and to give us a preview of the games, but it was inside a nightclub. It was pretty cool. So okay. we were playing, um, we were playing Fusion Frenzy, Halo. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. Anytime, anytime I've been to a, a video a game event here, it's always been in a nightclub. They always hold them in Melbourne nightclubs. It's great. Um, so yeah, so we got to play all the games early. Uh, I think there might have even been, correct me if I'm wrong, was NHL Hits a launch game? I don't know. Oh, I My story is way different from yours, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I was excited because, you know, Sega was gone and I needed someone who was going to take the baton off them and, <laughs> and carry that torch. And uh, that was Xbox. So here we are. The rest is history. Oh, my gosh. So you were welcoming arms. Welcoming arms for our... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, um, yep. I never really thought about it, but my my story is very, very short. In 2001, yeah. um, I was going to college. I was into guitars. I was in a band. I was in a cover band. Mm. I was a lead singer. So, like, my my mind was on learning songs, learning how to play the guitar, you know, doing that whole thing. And I played, like, Roller Coaster Tycoon on my little HP pavilion or whatever <laughs> that thing was. Uh, and I wasn't really into gaming. This was, oh, There's was a short period where uh, I had gotten out of into college and out and started a family. And I just wasn't thinking about gaming. It was something I did kind of every once in a while. So my memory is I don't remember Microsoft making an Xbox. I think I just remember an Xbox was existing or was, was out at uh, the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so weird yeah. because for most people, they have a really strong memory. And uh, I just remember maybe a year or two later at my cousin's house they were playing grand theft auto san andreas 
that had been like two or three mm. years later on this Xbox. And I thought, oh, okay, because I had a PlayStation One. Uh, so yep. yeah, it's like I don't have that attachment, but it's amazing mm. how it's changed over the years and everybody kind of gets into gaming differently. But, it was uh, a monster. It was a monster of a console, like physically. It was so big you could have bludgeoned someone to death with it. It was just an it, absolute It looked like a medieval beast. weapon. It had like the spikes uh, coming off like you could you could strap somebody to the top of it and and get information out of them. But it was the coolest thing at the time, though. Like, I remember having a hard drive in it. I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Because I think Sega were the last console manufacturer to at least attempt to have onboard storage with the Saturn. They had one of those LCD batteries that saved memory. Oh, yeah. It didn't have a ton of memory, but it had something. And then Sony was just trying to push memory cards on us, which I was not happy about at all. Um, so what it was, was it, great like that someone <laughs> PlayStation had like 356 megabyte memory cards or some crazy thing. No, like way smaller. Eight meg, <laughs> eight meg. Was they it were really? eight meg. Yeah, oh yeah, they gosh. were eight meg. Yeah. Um, but at the time, that was a lot. At the yeah. time, that was heaps. Um, but yeah, it was so cool having a hard drive, and you could rip your music to the hard drive and play those yeah. that music in games, and oh, just amazing, amazing stuff. Yeah, so, it. it it is interesting. I know that we've both reflected on the, the Xbox 20 in our podcasts, and and we've talked about it a lot on social media. It's just crazy that Xbox kind of led the industry all along, didn't you know, they, Nick? In a lot of ways. Yep. Yeah. So People forget that before the 360, there was no such thing as a digital storefront for gaming. Because Steam, no, they... Steam was there, but it wasn't Steam wasn't what it now is. Steam was like you install the disc and you've got the key or something. You got to register the key. It was Steam a shell. didn't really, yeah. Steam <laughs> didn't really go proper digital till later. So it's easy to forget that the 360 was really the first place where we had a digital marketplace in the way we know now. It's very, actually very crazy how how Xbox disrupted the market with their forward thinking mm. things. Everyone's like they were repelled. Like, no, I don't want this, and it's this. This isn't the way games should be. And then everyone mm. else has adopted that when it they're just too early. Which is yes. um, which like actually, Sega was. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's okay to say that's kind of an insult that Xbox was too early on stuff. You can have great ideas, but they have to be at the it's right. It's a backhanded time. compliment. <laughs> it it's is. a backhanded compliment. That's what it is. Like even with their failures, like. You know, again, I'm one of the I am one of the dozens of us that loved the original Xbox One and what their vision was for Xbox One. Yep. And yep. then you look at it and you think, Connect technology is in our phones, it's in our computers, it's in our cars. It's on that um, hockey puck, you know, in your room. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Which um, I can't say or listen to me, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like everyone's got a smart speaker in their home. Um, Apple and Google have both copied one guide and incorporated it into their TV OSs. Um, digital has taken... Like, it's funny. The Xbox One was very much ahead of its time. Um, mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's a I, shame. I also have to add that when the Xbox One came out, I was not happy with mostly everything. But it was, it's, it was such a strange thing because... People didn't like the Xbox One, but when I actually got hands-on in time with it, I'm like, wait a minute, this stuff is really good. I would oh, sit there and it. go, Xbox, volume up. Yep. And I would, and I could be in a you know Titanfall match. Yep. And I didn't have to, you know, I could just keep going. Uh, I used oh, it no. for X- the footies on. Screenshot. Xbox, snap, 
snap this, snap TV, channel 7, and then bang, there's the footy on the side while I'm playing a game. Oh, amazing stuff. <laughs> amazing. And we, it's something we make fun of, but it, but it kind of became... Nah. Some of that stuff needs to come so back. You know, people have been asking for a snap for a long time. Uh, even if it's picture-in-picture, picture, I'm okay with it. It doesn't have yeah, to be snap, even if nice it's picture-in-picture. That would be yeah. nice. I think people have been uh, requesting that. Uh, but Nick and I are going to talk about a lot of stuff, but some of the theme that will that will kind of reoccur is that Xbox has been leading in a lot of ways, and we're going to talk about how the media is... Uh, they're pretty happy with Xbox. They're getting on board. Yep, yep. And, I mean... I'm a massive Xbox fanboy, but looking back at what they did last generation, I sat and waited, and I asked for them to do this. I asked for them to get off the bench and start uh, putting out games, and uh, at this time is coming. We're going to talk about that as well. Mm. Kung Fu Hot Dog of Channel Member Four Months says, hey, Colt, got an early morning here in the UK. He says he's going to listen to the podcast later. He says, are you going to E3 2022? Yes, Nick. Are you are you thinking you are going to make a trip to LA if they come Will back be, full force? I was about to say. Do you think it'll be an in person event though? I am. I'm going to lean heavily on the side of yes, but uh, I have my doubts. But uh, yeah. Microsoft just announced that they won't be attending CES, and I don't know when that event is. Maybe it's in know. like a week or two. I think it's in a couple okay. of weeks. So that yeah. that kind of could give you a gauge, audience. If you're, if you're mm. listening and wondering about E3, should I start planning ahead for June, like June 12th? I think it will be. Uh, I was kind of looking yeah. at that calendar as well because you got to make big moves and big choices. Um, I talked to uh, a couple people at Xbox uh, a couple a few nights ago, uh, mm. or a few, several nights ago. About what do you guys think uh, E3 is coming back? Like I didn't say, hey, tell me if you've got the in. And they're totally Xbox is totally on the guard of um, we want to go back to E3. If E3 yeah. says we're back, we're there. And that seems to be the attitude of Xbox. So it's really up to the E3 committee. I can't remember what they're called the E3ers. <laughs> so um, it's really up to how the world is going to adapt. But then That's I think right. about I think about going to LA and spending three days with a mask on. It's like oh, it's not ideal. Not just that, though. Like, isn't it like, from what I've been told, because I, I was registered with ID at Xbox many, many years ago, and I got an invite to go to E3 quite a few years back. But at the time, I couldn't really afford the flights and all that sort of stuff, so I didn't go. But from what I've been told, like, I've been to Australian gaming equivalents of E3, and from what I'm told about E3, it's a lot like how it is here. It's just lining up for hours and hours and hours on end. <laughs> to play games for a couple of minutes before being moved on to a different game. So you've never made yeah. it to the LA three before? No, no, I've only I, been I once. Not. I've, I've never been to the US. I so oh. in so last year, you know, I'm not a big traveler. I'm not. I'm just one of those people that's not very interested in travel. And then my wife finally convinced me, and last year I booked, I booked two flights to Vegas for my fortieth. And I oh. booked those flights. I booked those flights February 2020. <laughs> oh my god! A month before everything went <laughs> fully, almost completely paid for. Like eleven thousand dollars was like already paid for. Um, god, you know, two business two business return flights. Uh, six nights at the MGM Grand. It was all done as a big package. I thought, bugger it. We'll just, we'll go to Vegas. We'll do it properly. And then March came 
and I spent the next nine months getting my money back. <laughs> oh man, that sucks. My wife uh, and I were were heading to Seattle Wednesday evening for a concert, and um, that morning the Washington State governor was about to announce if we were shutting down or not, and of course the whole announcement was so he could say we were shutting down. So that's not as bad as Vegas, but. Um, uh, ever since uh, then nothing no e3 2019 the year before everything shut down was the first time i went so i really yeah. want to go uh did you enjoy got... it was it good oh my gosh i mean it was amazing uh basically started out sunday morning uh went to the xbox presser the big the e3 presentation for xbox yeah and then that's what i do want to go to oh it's amazing and yeah. of course at this point you and i would hopefully Get invited to that again. I mean, uh, making some moves, Nick. You, you, team you probably will. Moves. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Microsoft probably doesn't like me that much, to be honest. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> so I don't know. It was it was outstanding. There's and then they do a fan fest, which I also asked Xbox about the fan fest. They want to do that. It's just like, will the world let them? I, if you, I feel like Xbox mm. is like, they're just waiting for the go ahead. Yeah, and they want to do this. And, um, yeah, I think... Uh, well, they've been going pretty hard at the Game Awards the last couple of years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so it seems like... Because uh, I know that for years people have complained that they hold everything for E3. So I wonder if that's why they've gone so hard at the Game Awards. So they've got something every six months. So they've got E3 June and then Game Awards December. And just every six months they've got a big, big show, I guess. I know, I know the Game Awards isn't theirs, but right. by have, by having a big presence there, they kind of do it by proxy, I guess oh, you yeah. could say. Yeah, because um, they've got... Um, I don't know what they plan to do in the spring or late winter, but yeah, they do have... I guess late winter would be the Game Awards. Yeah, they do kind of have something every six months. We need more. Yeah. We need more. We'll talk about that we as do. well. We but uh, I would say... Uh, my prediction is that E3 is should be coming back and we'll all be wearing masks. I don't, I just can't mm. imagine them checking cards at the, at the line. The lines are crazy, but yeah, it's so worth it to go. I, I hope I can go. Let's see. We got mm. Mo B with a $5 super. He says, Colt, hope you had an awesome Christmas. Uh, I had an awesome one with my wife and got the Xbox mini fridge. Everybody don't forget <laughs> to hit that like button. Hey, you know, I should say that, you know, if you're enjoying the show, there's over 400 people here watching the show with Nick and I, if you're having fun, uh, you know, minimize the chat for a second, hit the like button, then come on back and uh, talk with all the great people in the chat that are here. But uh, yeah, that <laughs> um, the Xbox mini fridge is weird. I have one right here. I know, it, I can see it. I wish it, I could get one here. It does not get it does not get your drinks as cold as you would want. Like it just <laughs> I, after yeah. spending some time with it, it just. It just doesn't do it. So, I is it secretly just the case for an Xbox Series X? It should be, yeah. I mean, because uh, I think it fits, it fits it. the Series X in there perfectly. It does. It'll be like the perfect, like uh, you know, nuclear pr- nuclear blast proof uh, yeah. carrying case. It's for like Series X. it's like the exhibit Series X case. We put a Series yep. X inside your Series X. What I need to do is get a mini size mini fridge. You just keep open the door and you open the door and you open the door like the little Russian eggs. <laughs> uh, that'd be a yeah, nice yeah. Little, little talking piece. <laughs> Uh, Duan TJ, thank you so much for the five dollars. Says hi, Colt. Been waiting all day to watch the show. Thank you, and I've been waiting all week to have it. Didn't have it last week. Had 
family stuff and got ready for Christmas. All good stuff. And yep. Xbox Gay with the $5 says, Hi, Colt. I'm so happy with my Xbox 360 Slim I got for Christmas. We got a How? classic console. How? How did he get a Slim? <laughs> now, the 360, uh, is that the, as we called it, the Elite, right? The shiny black. No, uh, no, no. There, so there's, there's the stock standard 360. Yes. Then we had the 360 Slim, which is that one that wasn't curved, but it almost just went in a bit more sharply. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah, we yeah. had the 360E, which it, was no, the, the last one I'm thinking of, did. the shiny one that has kind of a bow tie shape to it, right? Wow, it's I just, gotta look that up really quick. Uh, yeah, the 360E was the last one, not quite as pretty as the first two. I'm not a massive fan of the E, but that's the Slim. Oh, the Slim does, is the good looking one. It does kind of look like the E. Oh, okay, I just thought that was the black version of the white one. I've never had one. So no, the, the slim. Cool. You know the um, you know the Halo Reach and Halo Four three sixties. Yes, they were the slims. That's the slim. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, How wow, did you get one cool, of those for cool Christmas get. though? <laughs> yeah, I got to find out where you got that. He also says, uh, "My future husband will be an Xbox gamer, no exceptions." I always wonder about that. Um, like, if you're, <laughs> it's kind of strange. Like in this modern era, if you're dating, like. Yeah. If you push for finding someone who loves gaming so that when you get together, there's no disappointment when you go, uh, I'm going to go play for a little while. So, <laughs> Yeah. I only had I only had one girlfriend in the past who, who sort of started going... We started going out and she wasn't into gaming, but she bought a PlayStation 2 to keep at her house for when I was there and I could play it. <laughs> oh, what? That's a nice perk. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was nice. We, we hadn't been together long and... She bought a PlayStation 2 to keep at her place for me. I was like, okay, I'll take it. Not a problem. Well, that'll work, right? That'll work. Yeah. Uh, RRD says, uh, with the Canadian $2, says, happy holidays, Colt plus Xbox Air equals love. Yeah. Well, uh, Xbox Air is awesome. I've been checking out their stuff for a while. I've been on their show twice, maybe? Once. I think only once. once? We need to have once? you back. Uh, I but... was on their show, and it felt like I was on there twice. It was so good. <laughs> How about that? But... <laughs> the the book got funded. Aren't you doing a bit for the book? Yeah, you guys got that funding so fast. That yeah, was, was good. unbelievable. Uh, if you're if you don't know what we're talking about with the book, they're doing a special. Well, I should have you plug it, but they they put together a crowdfund for a commemorative book about yeah twenty years of Xbox. Xbox. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Aren't you uh, doing a bit for it? Yes, I think John is going to have me write up something for it. It's about to say, to... have you forgotten, have you? Well, You've already forgotten that you're supposed to be doing a bit for it? I will ask him to give me more direction and uh, give me a deadline so I'll hop to it, you know? So <laughs> I'm not sitting here playing video games time. going, did I have something I needed to do? Yeah, or yeah, yeah. I, rem- I reminded Jeff Grubb and MVG, they've got their bit they need to do in it too. Ah, oh, those are those are a couple of other great guys that I've uh, yep. had on the show. Kate Forever with a $2 Super Chat says, the Australian Wombat has entered the arena. <laughs> <laughs> and uh let's see uh drawn tj uh, thank you for the five dollars he says i wish they bring back the snap feature give us the option turn it off or on so we can watch football or news yeah that's yeah. what i used to use snap for i just used if the if the footy was on i'd snap one or the other i'd either have my game small and the footy big or my game big with my footy small it was such a good feature I, I actually used it to when I was playing Forza Horizon 2, you could snap 
Google Play, I think it was. I had to snap it through a browser because they didn't have an app. And so yeah. I'd have to have my driving screen smaller so I could have a browser snapped on the side so I could play my music. And I thought, ah, oh, we're almost there. Like, Do you want to hear a weird story about Snap? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, some, it's something I discovered by accident. So long after Snap had been discontinued, the Twitch app, because there's a... The Twitch app got replaced with a newer Twitch app, but I still had the old one. And the old one still snapped to the side, even after Snap was gone. Really? Which made me wonder, was Snap actually a per-app thing, or was it system-wide? Ah, it and now very, it's totally gone, weird. right? Yeah. Like, well, the Twitch app got updated to a newer version that doesn't snap. But the old one snapped after Snap was gone. And I was like, what? Snap is still there? How else do I get this to work? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yeah, Mm. everyone looks back at the dashboards and my favorite 360 dashboard is not the blades, like everyone else. Mine is. Mine is the the angled reflective pages that ran across. Yeah, that was nice. That were spaced apart. I felt like I could just flip over to the right super quick. Mm. I knew where everything was. It wasn't... You didn't have this stuff is up here, stuff is down there. Everything yeah, was yeah, linear. Yeah. Uh, and then it, you could put a background on it. I thought that stuff was great. But Xbox they were, they were cool nice. stuff. Now they're just like really bare bones on the dashboard. But uh, You reckon? Anyway. I don't know. I don't mind the dashboard. And well, I like now that they're introducing, not themes per se, but at least they're doing animated backgrounds. Yep. Finally. Um, yep. Yes. They've got some really, really cool ones. Um, it's just sort of funny how... PlayStation and Xbox swapped in that sense. So with Xbox One and PS4, PS4 had those awesome themes. I actually spent a lot of money on themes on mm-hmm. PS4. Um, and then Xbox had nothing. But then all of a sudden with Series X, we now have animated backgrounds and PlayStation 5 has nothing. It's just funny how they've completely flipped. Yeah, I just wish they'd get rid of the uh, promotional type stuff at the bottom half of the, of the dash. I'm not mm. on the dash very long, but I've got like the animated Master Chief with the with the needler fire coming at him. Yeah, yeah. It's cool yeah. looking, but most of it's covered up by the the dash. Like shrink that stuff down, but I don't know. They got it where it's working, and uh I do get lost yeah. in the PS5. Uh I like the PS4. That, that's dash a horrible a UI. Yeah. It was too. um that's what I liked about the PlayStation dashboard was linear. That's why I like that 361. I knew everything was in a line and you could go mm. up from there. You know, everything was in columns. And now I go into the dashboard, I'm like, why do they do this? I don't I don't like yeah. this. But the pin, they they had the PlayStation 4, they had the PlayStation 4 UI in a really good place. So it was a bit disappointing that they just went and scrapped it all. They wanted and to give people this... that next generation uh, feel, and I don't think that's yeah, always like, the best thing. My problem is that they sacrificed so much usability for those activity cards that no one uses. Like right. It, it's just uh, the sooner they get rid of those, or at least don't make them so prominent. Mm-hmm. They just—I mean, to be fair, most people aren't in the dash long enough to really worry about it. You're mostly in there playing games, and that stuff's working. Yeah. But speaking of PlayStation, uh, G4 TV's back. Thank you, mm-hmm. Adam Sessler, for finally coming back. I, I'm a <laughs> fan. I know people. Some people don't uh, love everyone. I really like Sessler, but he he was doing his podcast with G4 TV. And a woman in the podcast said that 
Xbox no is doing great things. And then what was the quote she said, Nick? It, I, I can't. I don't remember the quote. I know she alluded to there not being much to play on PlayStation. I think for 2022. I think, which isn't um, isn't true. Like, isn't very true at all. I mean, they well, uh, they have almost as I many get, games as play, as Xbox, don't they? But I guess it depends on your perspective, doesn't it? So, mm-hmm. oh yeah. If you if you love if you love first person shooters, what is there? Oh, I'm PlayStation so have anything at all. No. If you love platformers, what is there? Uh, Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah. It, it's funny. Like, the whole argument about who has games, who doesn't have games, it's going to vary from person to person. You can have 10 exclusives on your platform. If they're all in one genre, then what does it matter to someone who doesn't like that genre? Well, um, I mean, there can be like, there can be eight first person shooters and if they're really excited right. about that that could be super great but it can, um, and that's why it's going to be different for every single person so you know if you love sony's third person over the shoulder narrative driven slow walk and talk games then i guess next year is a good year for you you've got god of war hopefully if that doesn't get delayed into 2023 um you've we're got hearing a placeholder placeholder date of september 30th for god of war ragnarok uh, yeah. Let me look at the um, calendar and see what you know. If it's if it doesn't land on a Tuesday or a Friday, then it's a placeholder date for sure, right? Let me uh, look. this far out. It would be anyway, wouldn't it? Of this course, far out, of course. And that would be a Friday, yeah, September thirtieth. Maybe yeah. their placeholder date, meaning they're they're pushing for September of twenty twenty two. But um, let me let me jog your memory, Nick. Um, yeah. What are like the four big games coming out on PlayStation Five in twenty twenty two? I might not be able to help you on this. If if nothing gets delayed, then we've got God of War, Horizon, uh, Gran Turismo Seven. There you go. Uh, do we count Ghostwire Tokyo? I haven't heard. I haven't heard a release window on that that I remember. And that's of course from Bethesda Studios, Zenimax. Studios. Final Fantasy Sixteen. Is Forspoken coming in twenty twenty two? I think so. That's a pretty I good lineup. So. Um. Yeah, that's all. but again, like it's four similar games and a racing game. Okay, do you yeah, know what I mean? Fair enough. Where fair enough? Where in twenty twenty one, Returnal is quite different from Ratchet and Clank, which uh-huh. was also quite different from Destruction All Stars, which was where everyone forgets that that came out in twenty twenty one. I think everyone forgets that came out full stop. But that was <laughs> yeah. also in. 2021 so like at least this year with playstation we got a fair bit of variety depending on what you like um again but there might be a lot in 2022 we don't know about so who knows but did i get all of them is that basically all four yeah there's there's probably some smaller games i think um stray yeah i was gonna say the cat game for some reason i'm forgetting the name i was thinking it started with an r yeah stray Str- that which, looks uh, cool. It looks interesting, right? It looks like there, there's always but it's the something games. different. There's always it's the little games, different. right? That are like surprise yeah. you. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Xbox, I like has that quite sort of bit. stuff. I, I like stuff that's different, like the gunk. Like I want to, I want to ask escape. you about the gunk before we get into uh, PlayStation versus Xbox in 22 because it's an interesting set of games. They kind of offer the same caliber, like this big game, this big game, this medium yeah, game, yeah. this medium game, right? Um, I played the gunk. I played it in mm. 
basically two sittings, one evening and then the next morning. And what'd you think of it? Uh, I'm still playing through it. I, I don't know how far, like I don't know how far from the end I am. I'm about four or five hours at the moment. Close. It's like five hours. Um, yeah. uh, I'm really enjoying it. I like it. I like how simple it is, and I like how chill it is, and it's just kind of satisfying, isn't it? I like stuff so like weird. that. I yeah, no, not at all. I like my my short games. It's very pretty. Um, it's one of those games where you can see the potential for something greater in the future. Like if they get more budget and more three source, more resources thrown at them, mm-hmm. they could make a sequel that could be something really, really special. Um, maybe go all out on the physics. Like Jeff yeah, you Grubb should be yesterday. able to do something. Like you can yeah. vacuum up the gunk, but you can't like deposit it and create you know ways up vertically, you know, or create yeah, yeah, or use it in combat. Uh, and that's what Jeff Grubb was saying. He's like, you know, it'd be cool if they could make some sort of physics-based thing out of the gunk. And, like, you could do stuff with it, which is a cool idea. But, again, that comes with maybe a bigger team, more budget, more resources. So that's why what I mean when I say you can see the potential there for something. And mm-hmm. hopefully they get a chance to do that. It's weird because I'm I'm glad I played it, which is a strange thing to say. But, like, it was on Game Pass. We didn't pay a dime for it really, right? But yeah. I'm glad I played. I enjoyed it. Um, it's great. It just kind of it missed that little thing, like maybe a little bit of combat while you're getting in and around to try to stay alive to give you something besides just the exploration. But uh, yeah, I feel like that framework is there for do something, do something great. And this is their first game in a 3D, other than just a 2D side scroller. So this is a big because they did them. they did Steam World Dig, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's uh. Gunk was interesting, and you, we we all often discount the smaller games because PlayStation has a couple of games like Stray and a couple that we probably yeah. are completely forgetting that are oh, probably going to sure. surprise us and delight. And so, I mean, we had Kenner this year. See, like I forgot yep. about Kenner. There was Kenner. Um, I'm just trying to think what else. Uh, I can't even. I mean, 2022 for Nintendo could be huge. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that Kirby game. Hopefully we get Breath of the Wild. I think um, we're going to see that reward of making it through 2021, where 2020 had caused all those delays, and then they mm. labored through this year to bring out some games and push games out. So yeah, uh, yeah. it's going to be kind of an avalanche of games. Somebody said something in the chat I got to highlight. Dr. Dinglehut said, remember your friends list in when I was talking about that linear 360 list yes yes and yes. you had all your Xbox avatars he yep, said remember yep, your yep. friends list will be all these avatars asleep sleep be- yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> everybody was offline that's right I love and everyone's that. in these weird outfits and different <laughs> I, makeup and hairstyles and I had the yeah. uh, I had the aviators of course the spiky uh, dorky hair and yeah, the, yeah. the red dead redemption red t-shirt and jeans and yeah, that was like my thing. I, I settled. Like, I what happened was I'd find something I'd like and I'd pick it. But the one that I think I settled on and had the longest, and I could even still have it to this day if I check on 360, is the yeah. Bruce Lee outfit from Game oh, of Death. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw friends and with that. Kill, the one that Kill Bill was inspired what, by. What did that come from? Did that come with Sleeping Dogs or something? No, you could just buy it. You just buy it? Oh, That's I so wasted funny. money on Avatar stuff. I bought Adidas Runners. I bought uh, diesel jeans. I wasted so much money on those avatars. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I settled on the Bruce Lee outfit. I loved it. it yeah, so I good. think that stuff's far gone. Xbox tried to resurrect it like three or four years ago, and 
They did nothing with those avatars. It was barely they better. Did... Like, it looked so impressive. It was, well, they really oversold it in, like, 2017 or 2018. They did. And then it came out. It's like, uh, I was I was like watching my kid mess with that, like, a few months ago. And I was, like, looking at it. I'm like, you know, it's barely better than what they did in the 360. And it's, like, yeah. it was all supposed to be in Unity Engine and impressive, but uh, not so impressive. But no. um, so we kind of glossed over the quote from g4 tv but this woman said that xbox was looking really great in 2022 and they have i guess we hadn't quite gotten to it but she said that xbox was poised to leave playstation in the dust and this really upset a lot of people and she also mixed in some she didn't quite know what she she named some multi-plats that were going to be on xbox like she didn't seem too informed about what next year looked like exclusive wise Exclusive wise, yes. To be honest, I, I don't even know. The only ones that come to mind are Redfall and Starfield. Mm-hmm. Well, I have that list for um, you if you'd uh, if you'd like to go buy some of it. Uh, we, <laughs> I could help you out because that's what we do. We think of first party Redfall and Starfield. Yeah, and there are a lot of third party deals. Uh, oh, and Forza Motorsport. So, well, it's yeah, basically well, three we and don't three. No, let's put it this way, Nick. Uh, okay. Gran Turismo is coming out. Gran Turismo 7 is supposed to come out in the spring yeah, or early summer. And then in the fall, you'll get Forza Motorsport. And then Do you, you get You don't think it'll get delayed, Forza? I don't think so. Uh, I did a report on Forza Motorsport last week on my channel. And uh, Chris Ozaki, the lead at Turn 10, said, we'll see you in 2022. And he just kind of kept alluding to they were ready. So I hope so. It just seems like one of those things where at E3, they'll have a good five or eight minute segment just on Forza Motorsport. I don't know mm-hmm. if they're going to roll a car out. I hope not. They've done that enough. Yeah, um, yeah. But and then they're just going to say the game's coming out in holiday. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with uh, Gran Turismo versus Forza Motorsport this year. And then you've got Horizon Forbidden West, which is a massive AAA open world game, which mm. Xbox is putting next to that a month or two later. Uh, Redfall, which is uh. oh from first party, right? So yeah, you've yeah, got you've got party. Redfall, which is really <laughs> a four player Borderlands, Left for Dead style zombie or a uh, uh, vampire killer, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then you've got God of War Ragnarok in the fall, and then Xbox has Starfield, which is God of War Ragnarok will be an amped up God of War twenty eighteen in in yeah. new new areas, and yep. Starfield is going to be a massive rpg space opera so yeah yeah it's gonna be big i mean horizon forbidden west will probably be bigger than redfall in some ways yes safe to say right um redfall will have more longevity but when you look at those three games side by side xbox and playstation there's nobody's coming out the winner on that one what do you think yes i I think because starfield is one of those games where it's um What's the word I'm looking for? It's not its reputation per se, but it's, I don't know, almost like its aura grows and grows with every passing month. Like people keep mm-hmm. looking forward to Starfield more and more. Um, and I think because Mass Effect hasn't had a truly great game since obviously three Ten years. <laughs> um, yeah. People, I think, because Halo, yes, Halo's in space, but it's not. Uh, a space RPG or anything like that. It's a first-person shooter. 
Yeah. So yeah. I think people might be craving that big open space opera RPG thing that they loved with Mass Effect. And of course, you know, most people love Fallout. Um, so I, you know, and it, it appears like the delay for Starfield is almost purely for polish. Absolutely. Which I think is a really good thing. Yeah, because Todd um, Howard said we, because <clears throat> Ryan McCaffrey asked him, you know, you kind of put that in, you know, in pencil, and Todd Howard joked back to him said we put it digitally in the on the console of the ship, like in the trailer. He says, I feel like we put that in ink. So I think uh, Todd Howard said we like that number eleven, eleven, twenty-two. We know yeah. we're going to hit it. So we've given ourselves plenty of time. We'll, you know, maybe they were ready sooner than later, but they just are going to give themselves all that time. And knowing Todd Howard and the and the team at Bethesda's MO, they'll show the game a bunch at E3, yeah, and then they'll say it's coming out this November, right? So, yeah, I I have a sneaking suspicion that Starfield was probably ready for for this year. Sure, I do too. But it was probably going to launch in the traditional Bethesda state, where it's a bit buggy and it's a bit unpolished and it's a bit janky, and people make memes out of it and they make fun of it, but. <laughs> After Cyberpunk, I don't think studios want to do that anymore. And Fallout I just, 76, yeah. Yeah, sure. and, I, and I don't think studios want to do that Isn't stuff that anymore. Nice? So yeah. I think Todd and Phil probably had a chat and were like, look, you've got Halo. Halo will cover you guys for a while. Give us an extra year. And Phil's probably like, yeah, go for it. Absolutely. Polish it up. Spit shine. Have it come what out if- nice and shiny. What a different Xbox. Like they didn't do that before. They they were always no. about, you know, quarter this, quarter that. And yeah, get it um, out the door. We've watched publishers this is what happened to Battlefield 2042. It's what happened to Cyberpunk, mm. where the publisher Call has to say and the de- developers don't get to say so, right? Yeah, like, look at Co- look at COD. Look at Vanguard. Yeah. Um all all that sort of stuff. Like I mean the 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 difference is night and day between where we were in twenty fourteen with Master Chief Collection versus where we ended up in twenty twenty one with Halo Infinite. Mm-hmm. Um one game was given all the time in the world to fix any issues, get it right, whatever, whatever. Master Chief Collection was just like man. Yeah, that that's... that would have to go down as one of the all time broken launches for a major title it would have to be (laughs) i was so oblivious to it because i had already told myself i just uh, played combat evolved uh what was it called anniversary edition anniversary like Mm. like a year or two before i'd already played through it and so my plan was when i buy the mass chief collection i'm gonna play through halo 2 in full and while everyone was struggling to get online i was just playing them the uh campaign the campaign oblivious Mm. to it but um yeah, <laughs> it, it is that so much rough. better. They're giving they're giving that time. Yeah, uh, it's great. There are a couple games here. I'm actually going to work on a video about 2022 because it's bigger than uh, we realize. But there are a couple of interesting games coming on this. They've got this white screen in front of me. Uh, of yeah, course, yeah. we have Stalker and we have Warhammer Dark yes. Tide, which is another four player, you know, oh, co-op yeah. shooter, right? Crossfire. Crossfire X. Yep. And it, yep. how about Atomic Heart? I think this one is exclusive to Xbox at launch. That name rings a bell. Um, it is like, it's kind of that steampunk uh, first person Bioshock type game 
where they they lift they use telekinesis and it takes place in Russia, I think. Oh yeah, you remember that it? Or he's lifting really it's like cool. the big like circle metal drone, uh, like yeah, spheres yeah, drone, yeah. and he lifts up and he's shooting. Um, and it's got some weird like cybernetic characters. That you know who does the really music cool. for that game? Uh uh-uh. uh Mick Gordon. Mick Gordon from Doom. Doom and Killer Instinct. Really? Well, that's what it said. That's what I just I just looked it up now, and oh, it's okay. got composer Mick Gordon. That could have. Uh, let's see, Donataku's saying it's not exclusive, just day one on Game Pass. Okay, uh, that is good to know. That's okay. Of course, I'll check all this stuff before I make a video because when people hit me in the comments, it, you know, after a video's produced, it hurts. <laughs> gotta watch it. Gotta watch your words. Gotta watch yep, your yep. words, mate. And Xbox has been funky about this lately. Like, I'm playing. I'm almost done with the chorus, which is actually a pretty cool little game for yeah, forty yeah. bucks, little space shooter. And I would think the majority of the people thought that that, w- that was a Game Pass title. The way that Xbox did their yeah. events last year. So that was another weird one. Uh, see, the gunk was in Game Pass. There's another game that came out recently where everyone's like, this isn't free. But, uh, you know, that's how it is. But that's kind of how they've been. Let's see. Uh, Anacrusis is a first person, like, uh, how do I explain it? Kind of like a, uh, th- forgetting the word, a cell shaded game. It's yep. very stylized, kind of like We Happy. It looks like a We Happy Few shooter. Uh, it's yeah, very yeah. interesting. Uh, I think that one is exclusive, but it's also coming to Game Pass day one. So you've got Shredders, the uh, snowboarding the game. Snowboarding There's, game, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't even know what the number of games is, but I think they have like 30-some games coming to Game Pass, and a few of them are exclusive. Um, of course, yep. Plague's Tale Requiem is another one that oh, yeah. was coming Plague to Tale, Game yeah, Pass. Yeah. Like You don't have to pay full price for it if you're a Game Pass subscriber. So yeah, that's good. That yeah, replace is another one. Uh stuff Sean just said. Yep. There's a bunch of them. A bunch of smaller ones. Replaced is like a pixel art. Uh I think it's the one's kind of like uh got that Blade Runner vibe to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so yes. another one. There are a whole about. bunch of them. Uh, in the video I won't even be able to cover most of them unless I just show short clips. But uh, Somerville. Somerville, yeah. <laughs> Isn't that one coming to Game Pass as well? If you're on Xbox and you have Game Pass, uh you, I would clear your your, your SSD. Yeah, and and honestly, I, I said this yesterday, and I've said this a couple of times on our show, I would not be surprised if MLB 20, 2022 is on is, Game Pass as well. Think it's coming I reckon, back, huh? they, yeah, they have I reckon great ML- success, right? Yeah, I, I reckon MLB will be there again on Game Pass next so year. So that's what happens. Like people, All these people download MLB on Game Pass, and the rest who don't want to use Game Pass just shell out the money for from the FOMO, mm. right? Yeah, I play quite a bit of that one too. Uh, let's yeah. see. So, not, yeah, not to step on your toes here, but there's a few super chats. Did you want to go through them? They're banking oh, up. <laughs> this is what I love about having like a podcast expert as a guest. Like, because <laughs> it's so it's, it takes so much pressure off. Uh, <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Nick Hargy Chani, a uh, good friend of mine. Says, thank you for the ten dollar. We've been talking cars. We've been talking games. We've been talking audio. We've been talking everything. He says, like I was telling you, Colt, and he agrees with Special Nick. He says, depends on what games you like. He's more excited mm. for Breath of the Wild 2, Redfall, and Starfield over God of War, Ragnarok, or Horizon Forbidden West. And he says, we also have third-party games. So there's a bunch of third-party. There's all the multi-plats. Like, February is, you're, you're, you're in big trouble in February. There's so many games. Mm. And then, of course, there's all the third-party games that are on PlayStation but are included with Game Pass. And then Xbox is striking third-party exclusive deals like Scorn, yeah. 
Crossfire X, Stalker 2, list goes on and on. It's actually unbelievable. So this is what the hangup was over the last year with uh, the delays. But uh, so when the G4 TV co-host says that Xbox is going to leave PlayStation in the dust, I think it's more, it's a lot more than just saying who has the better games, Nick. Mm. What, What do you think she's alluding to? Because there's things that Xbox is doing that PlayStation isn't ready to do. Yeah, well, it's stuff like xCloud, it's Game Pass, it's it's all these things. I mean, xCloud now is pretty much officially launched everywhere, and I think the biggest one is the xCloud usage on console. So I don't mm-hmm. know, have you tried it yet? Have you tried using xCloud on your console? I was actually yes. shocked at how good it is. Yeah, um, I loaded up uh, the Ascent on there, and yeah. uh, the only thing I saw was... It's blurrier because it's 1080p through the limitation yeah, yeah, of xCloud, yeah. but it loads right up because I I needed to record something. Oh, I was doing my Series X review one year later, and I wanted to load up a game I liked that I didn't have installed, and I had recently uninstalled um, Ascent. Um, well, so, I mean, yeah, X- I, I got to say something real quick, Nick. I heard yeah, today. Yeah, I heard today from a little bird. You know how we have these little birds that tell us stuff that we're not <laughs> yeah. supposed to hear. Yeah. Um, this is my my inside information is that uh, Xbox teams are putting a big emphasis. This last year, they put a big emphasis on PC, getting PC mm. games and getting everything up up and running and getting a nice foundation for PC gaming as well as the mm. console. But in 2022, they're putting a bunch of effort into making game streaming and xCloud like completely accessible and f- seamless and yeah. like everywhere like an amazing experience so yeah well i wouldn't be surprised if by the end of this year if we don't have the tv app at least on samsung tvs um which was actually due by now right yeah i think i think it should have been um and maybe who knows maybe we get the streaming stick little streaming box thing if if not released this year, then maybe announced this year. Like, I, I don't know. Like that's the, the rumor they're working on a little uh, Steam Link type box, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I don't know if it's a stick or if it's just a little Apple TV type little thing. Um, but yeah, I think they're working on something like that. And I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that this year. Um, but the streaming experience is quite good when you've got more dedicated hardware involved. Like... I was at my parents and they've got an old 1S that I gave them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the normal stuff's installed on it for the kids. Rocket League, Fortnite, Roblox, Minecraft and all that sort of stuff. And I'm like, I saw Halo Infinite there with a the little cloud logo next to it. I'm like, I'll just give it a go. I'll just see what Halo Infinite's like. Man, I was actually surprised at how well it ran, how it felt. There was a little bit of lag. Like, I'm not going to turn it around and say... And it was running on a 1S, right? Yeah, like it was. I was surprised. Like I had a bot match. I had a couple of bot matches, and it was like okay. Like I, I was honestly shocked. At, I heard multiplayer it, can be a little brutal with latency. But uh, did you try the uh, campaign? Like go in the open world and mess around. Uh, no, I just had a couple of bot matches. Um, which again, I was surprised at how it felt. Um, I tried Halo 5 here when it first came out because I uninstalled Halo 5. Like once I had Halo Infinite, I'm like, okay, I'm not going to play Halo sure. 5 multiplayer ever again. Uninstalled it. But I'm like, you know what? I'll try it via cloud. 
And I, I jumped into the campaign and again, like on console, it actually feels surprisingly good and it, it almost makes me sad. Like I'm one of those people who for the better part of, I don't know, a year and a half, mm-hmm. I've been saying, do Halo Infinite a favor, ditch Xbox One. Don't tether it sure, to Xbox sure. One anymore, ditch Xbox One. The fact that the console cloud app or the console cloud ability came to the consoles one month before Halo launched makes me feel like they weren't coordinated in their efforts. Like, clearly they they didn't know that the cloud ability on console was going to come right near launch because then they could have ditched Xbox One and said, hey, you want to play it on Xbox One? Yeah, I don't don't think they could make that decision back that far knowing one was going to land or one the other you know give that's up what i mean work they're not coordinated i yeah, just yeah that's a tough it's a, one it's a shame it's and a shame. side note halo 5 has really great combat yeah oh really halo 5 feels amazing it always mm-hmm. has halo mm-hmm. 5's problems were never in gameplay not in multiplayer halo 5's problem was purely that campaign it was just yeah, yeah just didn't do enough uh, uh i gotta ask you nick did 343 yes. earn the rights to take over Halo? I think they have now. I think with, inf- yeah. with Infinite, yeah, they third time's a charm. Third time's a charm. They they got something wrong with Halo 4. They got something wrong with Halo 5. It seems now with Infinite, we finally got them making good multiplayer as well as a good campaign. Have you, um, have you seen this fan-made... Uh, desert biome it's like a little 30 second walkthrough where someone like built a desert biome next to like banished wreck ships and has like master chief's gun walk out and look around and and you've got this desert like it's this cool thing i saw on twitter you'll have to guys help check it out maybe i'll i'll put a link up for it later on but somebody fan made this and like we can only dream that the next expansion if they just pick a different biome and that's where you do the next campaign oh Mm -hmm. man it's gonna be so good I've got a bunch well, of Well, they could do of, it. They could do it, man. Like, we already know because 343 made amazing desert. Ugh, the Halo 4 and 5 jungles, uh, jungles yeah, yeah. Uh, levels are amazing. We already know they know how to do it. I mean, I don't care if you bring over some ferns from the old game. Make it but, happen. <laughs> but the thing is, Halo Infinite itself, you see it on the map and you see it when you play. It's all broken up into segments. So. Yes. There's like no we're reason on one that future quarter of the ring, right, or something. Yeah, like that. just future DLC could just you plonk a desert segment, you plonk an ice segment, you plonk like whatever. Like you could just because it's me, all done and it's all broken up. This just not? occurred to me. Let me ask you a question, Nick. Do you think that if they make a new biome for the next campaign, that mm. you would be able to fast travel back to the first biome? Like, yeah, why not? I think so too. Yeah. Like that could be incredible. Yeah, uh, yeah it would be. <laughs> some somebody <laughs> at Xbox also told me that they have more stuff to put in the map. I, I don't know if he or she means that uh, they can add more things to do in the Halo Infinite map as quick DLC or as quick you know free content, or if they mean uh, they can take that map structure foundation and build something new with which obviously they're going to do. Uh, there's really good things to come, but. Let's see, we got Risk It for the Biscuit with a five-pound super says, I did a little fishing, and apparently there's some parts of development of God of War that are having issues. Possible it may see another delay. 
Um, I can't imagine well, I mean, that having yeah. a lot of issues, but... Well, I mean, the thing is, people need to not to put too much stock in the word issues. Like, a lot of people see the word issues and assume, oh my God, it's in trouble. In the end, everything's getting delayed these days. Like, they put mm-hmm. 2021 as the, you know, the title year for when they first, first, first revealed God of War. Sure. Um, and it was never going to be 2021. I mean, I... I when I was first told about God of War, I was told it was going to be a 2022 game right from the start. But okay. that, I, I think I still think ideally they wanted it in 2021. I just don't think it was ever realistically going to happen. Um, but you know, we saw Horizon Forbidden West got delayed. Um, Everything got delayed. That's right. Everything gets delayed. So uh, you know, we just didn't Final Fantasy 16 just also get delayed literally in the last day. Oh um, uh, yeah, yeah. Somebody said that in the chat as well. I think people, like, post-2020, I think people need to look very differently at delays and don't assume they're a sign of trouble. Just accept that that's the way it is now. Um, Accept it as a sign of uh, it's going to be better, right? Yeah, that's right. Look look at it as a good thing. Don't look at it as a bad thing. We We have more than enough games to take up our time where if something gets delayed a little bit, it's okay. It's fine. Like, yeah, like January, you may have, you may wonder what you're going to play, but February, you're screwed. It's it's going to be crazy. But do we always <laughs> need to have something new constantly? I do. Like, <laughs> uh, see, I I don't. I I don't mind. I, I, I was actually tempted break. to, I, to I don't know. do a replay of Mass Effect trilogy, uh, Female Shepherd, which I haven't done yet on the remastered trilogy, but uh, yeah. I, I got to find something that I really want to dig into before the big games come out. But yeah, come on, Nick. Like, don't you always want something new so you can put something on the back burner and keep stacking nah. it back? I'm tired of adding to my backlog. I want to. I want to get through stuff. Like, I was so happy to be done with Halo, not in a bad way, as in I managed to fully complete it without sort of leaving it behind. Like, I got all the collectibles, beat the game. And yeah. now I wait for co-op to arrive to do a legendary run. Yes. Um, but there's so many games that I started and I need to go back to. And it, I, I start to get upset because I like to complete my games. Um, but these, man, these service games keep taking my time away. Mm-hmm. Rocket League, Fortnite, now Halo multiplayer. They just, yeah, it's... Yeah. I never thought that as I got older... I'd become one of those people that plays those multiplayer games as a service games. Like I was yeah. always a single player guy growing up. I was always all about single player games, but then as I got older, I just think I think once I had kids it all just changed. Like cuz you, when you play these games, like now I'm struggling to finish The Last of Us Part 2. I keep forcing yeah. myself to go back to it. And it's not I think a happy it's be- game to go back to though. No. And and I think because these games, like, you have to dedicate time to them. Like, you need to sit down and know that you're going to have a good two, three, four, five plus hour block to just sit and play this game. And that becomes really hard to do when you've got kids. Mm-hmm. So, you know, but with the- Fortnite, <laughs> I can jump in, play a game and jump out. With Rocket yeah, League, yeah, I can jump true. in, play that's a true. match, jump out. Like, it's yeah. not... Yeah, yeah, I don't know. 
Yeah, that, I always think when my kids were smaller, like multiplayer games, there was no pause. But uh, yeah, if yeah. You get one, well, a couple matches in, and then uh, somebody's like got their hair stuck in the in the cookie dough <laughs> mixer. You know, you, yeah. <laughs> you got to jump out. I got to ask yeah. you about Fortnite because you have a funny little uh, uh, thing you want to share about that, and we got to talk about Fortnite for a minute, which is. It's a weird thing to talk about, but Moby with the five dollar super set super chat says, "Colt, do you think Microsoft hit the thirty million subs for Game Pass this year?" Um, I'm no. gonna think they got close, but they didn't, right, Nick? I, I think they're around twenty five. Twenty five, huh? I put, where do you get I that put them around twenty five. Were they at twenty three? And yeah, I was gonna say, where do you get the number? Because we have to guesstimate. Well, eighteen was the official number back in January last oh, year. Right. This year, I want to say. I had been told that in April they were around 20, 20, 22, 23, which obviously we could never get verified. Sure. Yeah. Um, then Strauss Zelnick in that um, fireside chat was like, oh, aren't we at 30 million? And then right. Phil had to like walk him back and be like, no, no, no. Our last public number was 18. Um, I, I think they're probably around 25. That's what I believe. I'm doing the math for you right now, and uh, your guess is spot on, bro. So I'm going to I'm going to scratch behind the I'm going to scratch the surface from Nick's uh, thought process and say with a 41% year on year growth, if you're 18 in January and you go 41% growth over the next year from December, you're right at 25 million. So unless that number changed, could have gone up, could have gone down, probably went up a little bit with Forza Halo, Halo Forza. dropping. Mm. So I would say Nick is spot on 25 to 26 or 7 million could be very, mm. very possible. Either way, the funny thing is Xbox projected these big numbers and uh, they got really close. And that's still really yeah. good. So yeah, um, yeah, that was my super. So we were talking about uh, Fortnite before the show because I have a 10-year-old yeah. son that plays it and I always... I'm always one of those guys like, you know, Fortnite, everybody makes fun of it. But, it, you know, it's a cool game, does some cool stuff. But I, I love walk it. by, and he's playing that sucker on uh, – I gave him my old TCL 6 Series, which I think is a phenomenal $500 TV. Like, it's so great, mm. right? Like, you, you can't beat it for that price. That, that TV's hung up on the wall. He's sitting there playing on an Xbox One X, playing with his friends from school, playing Fortnite. And I always walk by and go, look at Fortnite. He's like, yeah. And I'm like – Jeez, that does some cool stuff. He's he's a Mandalorian. He's running around with the cape. Yeah, he's got these cool so things. There's, there's crazy stuff going on. I'm like, why do people make fun of this game? It's amazing. But you have some news or some uh, little birdie news, I suppose. Oh, I yeah. Oh, look, y- yesterday on my rumor <laughs> mill, um, and it's funny. The, after the rumor mill, there was comments in the chat about what a lame rumor it was. But then today, a couple of the biggest Fortnite Twitter accounts picked up on it. <laughs> now it's gotten a little bit more attention. Yeah, I, I got told that Microsoft were looking to put more of their characters in Fortnite. Um, between Microsoft IP and Bethesda. Mm, nice. Uh, we've, had, we've had Master Chief. We've had Marcus and Kate. Uh, one that I've been told is supposed to be coming is... The Demon Slayer, the Doom Slayer. Which one is it? Is it Demon Slayer or Doom, Doom Slayer? Doom Slayer. It is yeah, Doom yeah. Slayer, isn't it? Yeah. Um, Doom Slayer Doom. is supposed to be coming to Fortnite. So, yeah, I, I mentioned I've got a friend. Uh, he's at, I think he's at Agent Strange or Mr. Agent Strange on Twitter. 
massive, massive Doom fan, does, you know, has funny Doom memes, like the id development team know about him and I think some of them follow him and what's nice. I, I want I want to get his name I want to get his name hold on what is it what is it <laughs> um I don't I don't want it to be wrong um where is he oh yeah he's at agent strange tv he's no, go and follow him on twitter he's a really cool guy absolutely obsessed with doom I gave him the heads up before my rumor mill I was like ah oh, because he just got into Fortnite. And so I sent him a DM on Discord the other day going, mate, you picked a good time to get into Fortnite because I've been told that the Doom Slayer is coming to Fortnite, which is going to be right up his alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, How much I, I don't want to... characters, spoil- by the way? Oh, they're usually around 20 bucks. Like oh. 20 Australian. Oh, they're so expensive. <laughs> like, you know, I, that's why when I saw all the outrage over Halo's... Uh, microtransactions and the cosmetic prices, I sort of had a bit of a chuckle to myself because <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like a lot of these, Yeah, I feel like a lot of these people probably haven't played a lot of free-to-play games. Like, that's what they do. They charge a lot for their cosmetics because you're not paying for the game. Like, they ha- that's how they make their money back. They and make people money buy back. a Mandalorian costume on Fortnite yeah. for two reasons. They want to look cool and different. Yes. And the other reason is, I think they want to support the game they love. And they're like, this game's free. Too. 20 bucks is like, thank you for making this game uh, awesome. And uh, most people don't Fortnite. want to hear it, but Fortnite is actually pretty awesome. And I I did a session, uh, I played a session with my son. I almost called him my brother. Yeah. <laughs> with my son. Uh, he's in the other room, and I'm in here. And we played like three or four matches. And he does really great. And the yeah. game's just... Very accessible and fun. It that is. is the it's, su- it's super fun. I, I've, I've played trios with my son and my daughter. Um, and then sometimes one of their cousins will jump in and we'll do squads. And we're all chatting and playing and screaming at each other. Um, yeah, Fortnite has become like this new... I'm trying to think of our equivalent when we were growing up. So when you and I were growing up at school, you were cool depending on like the sporting card you had like an NBA card or a, for us it was footy cards or what else yeah. gave you a cool what else gave you that cool status at school when we were kids I'm trying to think um, like when I was uh, 10 or 12 years old um yeah like the NES was new back then for me um uh, but gaming wasn't huge back then where like no 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 you were tra- a nerd for sure yeah. Like trading cards were big back then. So if you had certain cards or if you had certain toys like Ninja Turtle toys or He-Man toys with Fortnite, like that's now Fortnite amongst kids. Like, you know, I've heard stories of kids getting bullied because they don't have the cool skins that other kids have at school. Like it's full on now with Fortnite. Um, the the skins you have is almost like a status symbol amongst kids. Mm-hmm. Um it's just, it's full on. Like, for, I feel like Fortnite and even Forza, to a lesser extent, like, companies now use Fortnite to advertise their IP. I mean, Disney even allowed Spider-Man in there. And this is um, why Xbox is bringing in, in Bethesda characters into That's right, uh, and I'd say that's the case. I, like, oh, if, you looked at, if you looked at the Master Chief timing of when he arrived, he arrived just before Halo was supposed to come out last year. But then, of course, the delay happened. 
But, you know, because earlier you were mentioning how you think Microsoft should stop bringing a car onto the stage with Forza, but I don't think they will because the the Forza brand now has become big enough where car companies want to advertise their new cars through Forza. I saw Forza toy cars at at Target when I was Christmas shopping. I I didn't know those were even around. Yeah, yeah. So I've seen those too. Matchbox, Forza Matchbox cars and stuff. And then like, they have the, they have like bigger ones that are like semi yeah. uh, motorized or whatever. Then they say yep. Forza Motorsport, Forza Horizon on them. Um, yeah. So, and then of so course, these it, it was funny because there's Halo toys and Forza toys at Target. Yeah. And I didn't see Aloy uh, with like, you know, yeah. braidable hair. Yeah, well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. No, that's right. But, but that's the thing. For, uh, motor motor companies now or car companies now want to advertise their cars via whether it's Forza Motorsport or Forza Horizon, whichever one we're up to at any given time. Um, hey, Nick, and the that's chat's reminding us about Garbage Pail Kids cards. Did you uh, buy any of those when you were younger? Oh, yeah, I had those. Yes, yes, yes. I yeah, did those have those. I had all the Simpsons cards. I didn't I had have those. the Ninja Turtles cards. Um, I had the full sets, and then my mum threw them out. They're like, you're never going to do anything with them, and she threw them out. They'd be worth a fortune now. Um, see, look, I, I can't help myself, Colt. I'm going to do it again. Okay, do there's, it. Because the Super Chats drop off. If we don't get to them quick enough, they drop off, because there's one from earlier that I think we missed. Okay, uh, well, I've got... Uh... I've got a great from be- system. Before, great- before Hargeets. Before Hargeets, there Hargeets? was one that we missed. Okay, uh, let's see here. Do you, it, was, it must have been asking something that you wanted to see. No, uh, I just it's dropped, off, it's dropped off the chat for me, so now I can't, I, and I feel bad. Uh, I don't want him to I got think. one from Donataku, which uh, might be one. That sounds that, right. That sounds okay, right. Donataku, <laughs> Nick's keeping me honest on the show. Now, I've got a great producer. We're keeping track of all the super so everything get answered. Uh, so we got Donataku with a five dollar says barring any delays, Nintendo has the most competitive lineup. And I'm not in I'm not in the in the Nova. He's got this here. Breath of the Wild 2, Bayonetta mm. 3, 3D mm. Kirby, which you mentioned, yeah, Splatoon 3, which is massive, yes. Tri Strategy, Advanced Wars, Xenoblade 3, etc. I still I still reckon, you know what, Don? I still reckon we might get Super Mario Odyssey 2 this uh, next year too. I reckon we might. Odyssey 2. Wasn't there yeah. already two Has, of them? No. There's Galaxy 2. There's oh, Galaxy okay, 1 okay. And 2. Oh, yeah. Odyssey. Uh, Odyssey came out in 2017, right? 2017. Yeah. Super yeah. Mario Odyssey. To this day, in my opinion, still the only deserving 10 out of 10 game. Really? From probably the last 10 years. Yeah. It's perfect. It's just Dang. the perfect video game. And, and that's one of the few games I've played on the Switch. So oh, I, put, I put in a amazing. couple hours into that game, and then I get uh, totally lost. Yeah, that's uh, amazing. Cali <laughs> uh, six with the the R five dollars says shout out to Brazil. Happy holiday, gents, and here's hoping for twenty twenty two full of great Xbox games. I think he just wished it yep. into existence. I think we're already packed. Star Killer Lord Star Killer X S X O one with the twenty dollars says. Does Microsoft plan to release updated Game Pass sub numbers anytime soon? Also, thanks, Colt, for all your high-quality content. Uh, Probably January, I reckon. They'll wait one year from their last report? Or do you yeah. think they're waiting until uh, they hit that that 30 or whatever that they, they know But the problem is they for. can't guarantee when they're going to hit 30. So... I don't know. I, I feel like they were probably just waiting for Forza and Halo to hit so they could clear maybe 25 comfortably. 
and then say, yep, we're at 25 now. I would um, hate to be watching that number because I watch metrics on my channel, and when numbers hmm. drop, I'm like, oh, <laughs> what happened? Oh, okay, they're going, yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, you know somebody behind the scenes going, oh, just watching it kind of. Yeah, and it all yeah. depends on it all depends on content. When games are great, it starts going up. So that's got to be yep. nerve wracking. That's to watch. why that's why Microsoft wants one big game per quarter, just to keep the subs there and keep it at a at a certain level minimum, and then hopefully grow upon it with each new game. Yeah, that's, look at that this, is their uh, goal. This list of thirty games, like it just depends on how big. Some are like uh, quirky looking games when I kind of was, I was uh, before the show started, I was doing some research on these names that I'm not familiar with. And a lot of them are like quirky looking little indie games that don't look like something Mm. I would love. But when you get something that really hits and becomes like a surprise hit, then you get that boost. But you need variety in the Mm -hmm. end, especially for a sub service. You need that variety. Like you're not going to keep people subbed if you've only got one or two genres. Like you need to have that, like... December 2021 has, for me anyway, has been one of the best months of Game Pass because my son got the Ryan Racing game. So, you know, yeah. he Is that watches. Good? He, oh, he loves it. Like, he watches. I mean, it's a terrible game, but he loves it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You know, he watches Ryan on YouTube Kids and, you know, he sees Ryan playing that game and he's always wanted it. And then all of a sudden, bang, there it is on YouTube, uh, on YouTube, on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the new Paw Patrol game, bang, there it is on Game Pass. Like, it's just, ah, uh, it was brilliant. He was so excited that he could just download that Ryan game and just start playing it. He was so excited. Yeah, I mean, Xbox great. always gives you like a dozen games every two weeks or something, mm. or every month. And yeah, they, yeah. they must be thinking a couple kids games, a couple teen games, one serious yeah. game, and one big game, right? And then you got That's it settled. Sure. Yeah. Kilonitis with the $2 says next year is going to be epic with big game releases. So uh, they're siding with what most of what we're saying. Risk it for the biscuit has a crazy question. I have a number in my head. I'll ask Nick. He says, how long until xCloud makes consoles redundant? Uh, What year? What year, Nick? I don't think it'll ever make them truly redundant. Let Um, let me pat out this question a little bit. How long until... Game streaming makes consoles not as uh, not always the go-to. Like uh, more uh, okay, yeah. We make game streaming um, more mainstream. How about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when does game streaming become the prominent or more dominant form of playing video games? Mm-hmm. Um, ten, years? ten years. Ten years. So yeah, I'm- yeah, yeah. 20, 20, 20, 2032 then. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good as guess. in the dominant the dominant form of playing video games. Just and not because it's not any good. Like I said, playing playing um XCloud on my Xbox actually was really good. Like and the less intense the game, the better the experience. So I just booted up Banjo Kazooie because I thought it's something small, it's something old, it's 1080, it's not pushing much. <laughs> and I I legitimately if you hadn't told me it was it wasn't native, I wouldn't. I've have heard known. that. I've heard that from a I, lot of people. Yeah. If if yeah. it's just a very simple chill game, it's basically the same as a native experience. Just just um, so you guys know what Nick is talking about. Um, there's a lot that goes into when people say graphics and when they're talking hmm. about resolution, pixels, and and art style. Right. Uh, it really does make a difference. If he loads up Banjo Kazooie, and not because it's an old, how about this? If he loads up Super Lucky's Tale, 
and mm. he loads up the ascent both games are about the same uh you know developer caliber right but the ascent has so much going on screen details yeah. shadows pixels textures uh, those things make a difference when you're streaming mm. that data so if you take a snapshot of the ascent if you take a screenshot it will be uh the png will be about 2.5 megabytes okay if you take a screenshot full screen of Super Lucky's Tale, it may be uh, one megabyte or less than a megabyte mm. because there's smooth textures. And, and when you get uh, rasterization, that's just kind of a technical thing. But when you mm-hmm. when you don't have a lot of little pixels and side-by-side pixel colors, you know, they've got all these pixels grouped together, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's less processing. So every time you walk around a Super Lucky's Tale, it doesn't take as much data. As mm. crazy as it sounds. So well, I mean, if I load up that, the Ascent, it's a very busy looking game on the screen. Yeah, that's right. Like that, I mean, that that's why Super Lucky's Tale can run at 120 and the Ascent can't. Like it's right. it's the same. It's In principle, it's the same thing. So streaming Super Lucky's Tale versus streaming the Ascent is going to be different again. And then streaming Banjo-Kazooie uh, HD, again, going to be less intensive again. So r- right now, that's... For me personally, this is just for me now, mm-hmm. I would be using xCloud for those sorts of experiences. So, oh, yeah, I want to play through Banjo-Kazooie. Oh, yeah, I want to play The Artful Escape. Oh, yeah, I want to play oh, blah, blah, gosh, blah, blah. The Artful Escape was great. Yeah, it was really, really good. <laughs> yeah. um, that That's what I would use xCloud for now. I, I don't think, yes, I tried Halo Infinite at my parents' just to see how it turned out. I don't think I'd want to do that regularly. Mm-hmm. But... Yeah, it's it's <coughs> right now XCloud is essentially being held back by the world's internet infrastructure. Sure. I mean and um, like your parents may not have uh the right router and the right internet service. Yes. So um you said your guess was like twenty thirty two or twenty thirty one. Like twenty thirties, right? Yeah, i yeah, yeah. I I've always thought about twenty thirty five when it gets to the point <clears throat> I I've said this so many times, but when it gets to the point where you don't mind not popping into disc with your music or your movies. Like streaming mm. just feels like you're getting the full experience. When gaming yeah. feels like that, in 10 years, that is not crazy to think about. And I always tell yeah. people, don't worry, Nick. Like, you're not going to miss your console because if you're at a point where you don't mind syncing up your wireless Xbox or PlayStation controller to your smart TV and playing the games you bought, like if that if that's cool to you, you won't even miss the console. But I think uh, those will still be available to buy. Uh, in the oh well look i mean streaming of movies and music hasn't meant that people have stopped buying cds blu-rays and people still buy vinyl like <laughs> yeah, yeah you know i don't know why yeah but yeah <laughs> yeah but, but they do people still like they do. At, at, at one of australia's major retailers vinyl is still a big market for them sure um but it's just not the dominant way of playing music and watching movies that's now done through streaming Games will get there one day too. Uh, I just think it'll take a little bit longer with games because the thing with music was, unless you're a hardcore audiophile, you're not going to be able to tell the difference between streaming music or playing a CD. Um, Oh, yeah. I remember a prominent musician that I really like saying um, that MP3s sound awful. And I'm like, what? And I was like, and I'm 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 an audio snob, but... I, I downloaded so much music and I had it everywhere I went. Yeah, uh, me too. There's, there's like kind of a threshold where you're like, this still sounds amazing. And, was that uh, musician from Metallica? 
No, <laughs> yeah, anti Napster. Uh, I can't remember who it was, but I remember reading it in like a uh, like a guitar magazine or something. He said MP3 sound yeah. awful, and I'm like, man, am I not being picky enough? But uh, it, uh, look, Apple now does lossless, and I yes. can't tell the yes. difference. I can't I tell the difference. Like it just sounds the same to me. Yeah, and uh, you know, running music uh, through a through an internet cable is a lot easier than running a game, right. which is. Holy cow. I mean, games are 100 gigs. So you're yes. asking a lot, uh, but they're yeah. making great strides. Uh, they are. They really they are. are. Uh, we got Hargit Chani with another one over the $5. He says the TV thing will likely need hardware to allow the controller to connect to the TV. Not sure if TVs have that yet. Now, Hargit knows a lot about tech, and that's something I haven't thought about. He said maybe we'll see something at CES where Xbox and Microsoft won't make an appearance. But um, does. Do, chat does your tv have bluetooth but because the xbox controller doesn't use bluetooth it uses wi-fi direct doesn't no, it? no no they, the new ones have bluetooth, bluetooth as well okay so i don't know yeah. if uh i haven't really thought about that a whole lot if if your if your controller will just connect v- via bluetooth to this xbox app but that will be the future and i don't want to buy a new yeah. tv just yet like uh, microsoft it, has grand ambitions for mm-hmm. for xCloud like they want they want to probably have an Xbox app in hotels like you know how your hotel TV has all that preset stuff they probably want an Xbox app on those hotel TVs um, they probably want future remote controls to come with an Xbox logo on them so right now the majority of TV remotes on the market come with like a Netflix button or oh, a sure. YouTube yeah, button yeah, yeah. Yeah. or an Amazon Prime button Microsoft would want an Xbox button on those remotes. So you just push the Xbox button, the app starts, your controller syncs, and away you go. Well, I've got no problem with a feature like that. Here's, but I here's will the biggest problem, have though, Nick. The biggest problem with xCloud is majority of the publishers do not want to allow their game to be played outside of the console. Like if... Uh, I don't know which uh, which publishers this. Let's just say Ubisoft and Assassin's Creed Odyssey. They have like ex- this. I don't know if this is true, but there are many games that don't go to XCloud because a publisher said, "Look, we sold you the game license to be only played on an Xbox One. This version of the mm. game says it's only allowed to play on an Xbox One console, but then it plays yep. on an Xbox Series S and X, right? So there's some wiggle room. But when 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 Phil and Sarah Bond are saying, "Hey," We want to be able to like put your game on xCloud and people can play it on their TV or their tablet or the Kindle or the browser. And then the publisher's like, whoa, 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 whoa. We didn't, we didn't say you could put this game everywhere. You, we bought, mm-hmm. you, you sold you that license for that one place. What kind, is there, there's got to be some kind of shift in the industry where they relax and say, look, expand. Or is there like this legalese that's tying that up? Because right now, Xbox yeah. can only put Game Pass titles They've kind of worked that deal in where when Atomic Heart comes to Game Pass, it can be played on any device that Game Pass exists. Yeah. Does that make sense? I I think going forward, probably with PlayStation as well, not just Xbox, I think part of the licensing agreement will probably start to include streaming going forward. Um, And I mean, if you're a game, like... If you're a game that relies on monetization and engagement, it's a no-brainer. Like, why wouldn't you allow your game to be played on the go? Yeah. Like, it just seems to be 
to be going against what you want. Like if you rely on microtransactions and you rely on people playing your game constantly, why wouldn't you want them to be able to play it literally wherever they go? Even if the experience is hampered a little bit, that's not your fault or your developer's fault. That's the fault mm-hmm. of the infrastructure. That's the fault of Xbox's platform. It's not yours. So, But you still want to give those people the opportunity to play the game as much as they want to play it. It's, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it, it sort of uh, ruins that opportunity to sell the game on PlayStation and then sell it on Steam. And then the same game, right? Uh, so yeah, maybe yeah. there's some of that. That has to shift. Maybe. That has to be a paradigm shift. I think that's another reason why Xbox is leading the way. They're leading the industry mm. in a way that helps out consumers. Like, this is something yeah. we want. And uh, I think it was Albert Pinello who told me, uh, you have to get out of the way and let technology move forward don't gatekeep it don't don't make up rules uh, allow things to happen we've got lord star killer who says have have played quite a few games using cloud gaming on my pc series x and razor kishi i have one of those two games like halo infinite the ascent psychonauts 2 play great across all platforms did you hear that today digital foundry gave psychonauts 2 their game of the year yeah, John, John Lindemann. He, Psychonauts 2 was his game of the year, which funnily enough, Digital Foundry did not do a breakdown of Psychonauts 2. It was one of they the didn't. only big name. No, they did not. That and was it one had of like a only... full Series X patch, but a PS4 version was on the PS5. That is interesting. They didn't do it's... a whole analysis, huh? No, it's pretty much the only major game that didn't get a Digital Foundry breakdown. So it was funny to see it get john's game of the year um it's john's wheelhouse too those games like he loves those type of games um they're some of his favorites yeah he's so such a retro gamer as well and psychonauts scratch that it but itch but that's such a good game that totally shocked it is i need to go back to that as well you still have to to finish it too yeah it just gets better one in the backlog yeah risky for the biscuit with a five pound says there's just the ring in halo infinite it's in space. It can go to other planets as well. There's so much more they can do with the story and game. I, I was a, there was a couple things I was disappointed that were missing from Halo Infinite, and I, I wanted a mech at some point, like you do oh, yeah. in Halo Four. Like that would have been cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Mantis, and I would have liked to have some space combat, like they didn't reach. But yeah. I know it's asking a lot. They did quite a bit in Halo Infinite. They can edit. They can, they can always add it. It's always, they got the structure there. Hargy Johnny with $5 says, if it feels like a chore, is it worth playing the game? Also, you don't have to worry about playing for a short time with quick resume. I think he goes back to you playing online. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jeez. I, uh, my kid has an Xbox One X and I was helping them with loading up a game. I could not believe, Nick, how long it takes to oh, launch yeah. a game on the One X. Oh, and, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's painful. It's painful. It's so bad. And I, I was probably only standing there for maybe a minute from launch until I got all the way into the save and loaded into the world. Uh, it was the longest minute of my life. <laughs> you, you know you know what took so much longer than I remember to the point where I thought my daughter's 1S was broken? Uh, so my I bought the Minecraft 1S for my daughter. It's uh-huh. now packed away because we now have Series S's. But I, I turned it off because I wanted to clean it. As I do all my consoles, I give them a good dust. Then I, I've got the air blower thing and I get mm-hmm. all the dust out of them, clean them, vacuum them, the whole lot. And when I plugged it back in and turned it on, 
I couldn't believe how long the cold boot took on the One S. I thought it was broken. It took that long to cold boot. Like the series, the series X and S cold boot, not quick, not instant on. Cold boot is only like 15, 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah. Cold boot. The One S. Oh my god! It's like. Over you get that green minute. screen that says Xbox yeah, One that lasts it's like just a couple minutes. Oh, it is. Yeah, we're really, wow. really lucky. Yeah, we're really lucky. Yeah, very much um, so. Yeah, they're they're outstanding. Uh, thank you, Yodani Quizada, for the $5. He said, picture this. You've got the Charlotte Hornets starter jacket, tube full of holographic pogs, and a sawtooth slammer in your pocket. Life is good. <laughs> that must be some, like, ultra 90s. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Don't you remember pogs? No, that's I'm a little bit older than you. I know what pogs are, but I had nothing to do with them. I I didn't learn about them till people yeah, were done with them. I had They're little pogs, plastic but I was, uh, chips, right? Or little yeah, yeah. Paper chips. See, I was big into my NBA cards back in the '90s. Like that's when I got into the NBA because of Michael Jordan. Late '80s, I was into baseball um, cards and a little bit of basketball cards. Yeah. Ah, uh, well, yeah. we Australia doesn't care about baseball. We have cricket here, <laughs> right? Um. But we still love the NBA down here. So we, we were big into the NBA cards. And, you know, we had this other thing. And I'm fairly confident this is exclusively Australian, but I'll ask anyway. Maybe I'm wrong. So with our footy cards, you could obviously, you could trade them, do whatever. But sometimes what we would do is you would have to compete for cards instead of trading them. And the way you would compete is you'd take your card and you'd flick it against the wall. And whoever's card got closest to the wall won and took the other guy's card. Jeez. Oh, yeah. It was for some great cards. Ah, it was full on. It was great. I used to have a lot of fun doing stuff like that. It it must have been an Australian thing. (laughs) Must have been an Australian thing. Yeah. It was so good. That's crazy. Uh, Somebody wants me to ask you about friends. Uh, What do you think if we (laughs) can get Jennifer Aniston to co co guest on the show with you sometime? I'd love to have Jennifer Aniston. I want to marry her so much. And my wife's uh, okay with it too. My wife's oh, totally okay yeah. if I marry Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> Just as long as you guys get it. to share a boat or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be nice. Uh, amazing. <laughs> thank you, Robert Hendricks, for the $5. It says, New Year's resolution, 343 allows Xbox gamers to opt out of crossplay. Fiesta 3 matches played before the show all had cheaters. So I've said... I've said a lot about uh, the crossplay thing, and as far as I know, Halo Infinite allows you to opt out of crossplay on most modes, but not all modes. Am I correct, Nick? Not ranked. Not ranked. Not ranked. ranked. You have to, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, look, the, the thing is, it's hard. I, I'm not. I, I don't know enough to know when I'm dealing with a cheater, when I'm dealing with just bad ping, when I'm dealing with desync sure. issues, when I'm dealing with. Uh, you know the tick rate (laughs) but the problem is halo infinite has all of them so you know the game doesn't deal well with high ping like others do um it also has desync issues it also has a really low tick rate like 24 or something um it's also got the cheaters on pc the aim botters all like it's all in there mixed together and it can make the experience really bad for people um it's unfortunate, uh, but they, I think they need to, you know, they need to find a way or just let us opt out of crossplay. Now, play. is 343 having problems getting, 
lobbies full with crossplay turned so. off? Is that why they're doing it? Uh, I don't know. Not, not too sure. Um, because matchmaking I mean, is super fast as it is. Like you don't wait very long for matches from all the time I've spent in there. Like you've been able to get into your matches right away. Matches start, you play and you go. Um, you, but you if you don't turn wait off long, all... you, you don't wait long to find a match, but you do wait long to get into a match because of all the Xbox one players still, still playing. Oh, you, funny. Yeah. You wait for them to load in because they're still on a hard drive with their rusty, dusty hard drive. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you you do tend to find matches very very quickly. Okay, it's just getting into them can take a little while. So yeah, and I know that three four three is listening, and David Ellis uh, has been pretty vocal and and uh, transparent on Twitter about they're listening to those things and they're working. Just, I think there's just some things that three four three can't just turn on and off like a faucet. Other stuff yeah. doesn't work, so uh, it sucks. It needs to be fixed, and I hope they're listening and working on it. But. Uh, the the reality is right now the team is probably not busting their butt on patches. They're on a no. little bit of a Christmas break, uh, yep. but you launched the game at Christmas, which is terrible timing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, we were talking about Xbox expanded PC earlier, and and um, they actually hold number three, number six, uh, number three, number five, and number seven topped sold games on Steam. Yeah. Uh, did you look at that? You know which games they are? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sea of Thieves. I want to say still one of them. Forza, Halo. Um, I don't think Sea of Thieves was in isn't there. It? But oh, Halo was number three. Sea of Thieves, uh, I'm thinking of, they crossed a milestone. Five million sales yes. on Steam. I mean, That's Sea of Thieves has been on the top Steam charts a lot. Uh, yes. I don't think they're on right now for December, but... Halo Infinite's number third, third highest high selling on Steam. Forza. Uh, Forza Horizon 5, right? Number five. Yep. And number seven is, I've never played it, uh, Age of Empires 4. So oh, yeah, Age. People are loving that on PC. So yeah, yeah I just... keep forgetting about that game. I don't know why. It's probably because I don't play it. And we, we, you know, it's funny. We've had Adam Eisgreen twice on our podcast. Um, Adam is awesome. Um, but yeah, people forget stuff like Age. And how big it actually is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Age is doing well. Dang, yeah, that's uh, a <laughs> shout out to Xbox for putting their games on PC and uh, yeah. making the console irrelevant. That's so funny. Um, well, PlayStation but... is now too. <laughs> they will, and I think we're going to hear a lot more in 2022. I think they've been really carefully bringing that news. Uh, and well, I mean, they've literally bought a couple of PC port studios, like. Mm-hmm. They're not doing that to not... I mean, look, you know, Rand was saying it a long time ago. We were saying it a long time ago. Eventually, Sony's just going to put everything on PC. Like, they're not... They pretty much won't be any different. Like, Sony, Sony's in a difficult position because they lean very, 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 very heavily into that traditional console market. Mm-hmm. It's very successful for them. They're also but. very good. They've also they're also very good at stoking the console wars, and they use that to their advantage as the market leader. They've always <laughs> been great at it, and and I say they that do. as a compliment. I say it as a compliment. They're, they're brilliant at really getting that fervent 
fan base that defends everything they do and loves everything they do and blah, 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 blah. So they, they're now in a difficult position because they, they've backed themselves into a corner a little bit. So because the PS5 is not readily available. That is one of the That's problems. one factor. Mm-hmm. There's the fact that there's one type of game that they're known for and are famous for and are successful with. But those games a cost a lot of money to make. Mm-hmm. That's right. They, they take a long time and they cost a buttload of money to make. <laughs> they can't do that forever, as Microsoft discovered. Because Microsoft, it's funny, Microsoft were just like Sony before Sony was. Like, Microsoft used to run, there was a theory, there was a book all about it called the Blockbuster Theory or something like that. Mm-hmm. And you pivot around your tent poles and everything is built around your tent poles. But that can't last forever as Microsoft discovered. Yeah. Um, it, and, and Sony luckily aren't going to let themselves probably collapse like Microsoft did. They're going to probably pivot just in time before that floor comes out from under them. Well, how long already... until... Uh, I have two controversial things to say. One thing, as I said it in the in the safety of a, of a party chat on Xbox Live today, <laughs> that <laughs> I was talking to Hargeet and Tim Dog, and I said that going back to what you said a few minutes ago that PlayStation harbors this thing with their fans where Mm. it's acceptable and normal for their fans to lash out and go, we have this and, and we have this, and this is our dominance. And, and we, Mm. we have this game. Like they use the, we thing. Right. And they sort of harp, you know, PlayStation does this thing. Like they use the console word to their advantage and they do it very well. Mm. And then their fans, a certain amount of their fans like get up next to them and rub shoulders with them, you know, like 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 the big big dog and the little dog, and that can be very irritating online. The other thing I want to say <laughs> is, Nick, how long until the tried and true formula of the third person over the shoulder, very adult and mature, semi open world, stealth based action game, right? How long until mm-hmm. become that becomes passe? Because we saw it with Days Gone, which I think is a phenomenal game, but people kind of, you just kind of did a The Last of Us half, half, it's The Last of Us Uncharted mix. It's kind yeah, of the yeah. thing I got with Days Gone. I love the game, uh, but it did God, That's another game I have to go back to. Days Gone. It's good. It's good. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, it kind I'm, of, I'm enjoying it. kind of wore on their fans. Like, I just feel like I'm playing, you know, this, this uh, type of paint-by-numbers PlayStation game. And I thought it was great. Mm. Uh, I would have loved uh, Xbox to make something like that, but um, yeah. they do well, guess, they do other things in the zombie realm much better than than yeah. Bendy Studio does. But maybe State uh, of Decay three will be that um, somewhere. But in who there, knows? Right? Like the, the the trends come and go. Um, I, I suspect. I'm trying to think of the best way to word this. I suspect that while those games continue to get given game of the year awards. Absolutely. Yeah. They will probably still be in vogue. Um, like, I, I don't know me. I'm kind of over it a little bit. It just feels like the same thing in a different skin to me. Um, and that's probably reflected in the games I played. One is a game that's based around soccer with cars Another yeah. one is Superman fighting against Spider-Man on an island where they build buildings against each other and shoot each other. Like I, 
Yeah. So yeah. there's probably no better example of how much I'm over one type of game than the games I do play. Um, but Sony, you can see it already in their hirings, in their acquisitions. They're slowly, slowly behind the scenes realizing that, look, we can't, this isn't sustainable. We're not going to be able to keep spending all this money taking five, six years to make these games. Yes, they're amazing games, but they're not making as much money as these games over here, which are costing a fraction to make and less time. Yeah. Like, yeah. So they, they, Sony will start to pivot towards multiplayer stuff, towards games as a service stuff. Yes, it will never be their bread and butter in terms of what they're putting out, but they need that stuff to support the tent poles. They well, need it there. Like PlayStation's, yeah. those games like we're describing, those PlayStation games, they sell really well, but hasn't Jim Ryan basically admitted that it's not sustainable? Like they're not making, they're not selling enough. Uh, they're obviously making plenty of money, like, but I think in the, in the whole model across the whole platform and PlayStation, they need to make be making a lot more money to continue to crank out games. Like, this is why Xbox has pushed PlayStation to buy more studios. They bought five or six mm. in the past year, while Xbox mm. has only bought Bethesda, right? Mm. So they're nearly they're getting close in studio sizes, and. Um, Jim Ryan wants to put their games on PC so that That's they right. can buy more stu- they need to be able to make buy more a money back. more studios. Yes, so that more studios can make another game like God of War right. instead of just Sony Santa Monica. They need another studio that can do something of that caliber instead of making their PlayStation fans wait because what happened in the PS4 era is they killed it. But they put out like eight incredible games over 8 to 10 years and mm. they got one per year, which is plenty but if you're somebody who fires on uh having to have exclusives you're waiting a year for a big game and then you're waiting again but again that's why i said before they bought support studios so they've bought studios to help get those games out faster so they're not only releasing one or two a year they can maybe get more out but to me everything we're talking about doesn't that just mean that game pass makes even more sense for playstation like, mm-hmm. so right now they they need to get the, 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 as they've said that it's probably not as sustainable to just do those super 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 expensive ten pole games because Sony's games sell well or at least some of them do, but even the best selling ones don't do Nintendo numbers, That's and weird. and Nintendo's games cost a fraction. Of the amount to develop that Sony's do. (laughs) I never thought about that, but... Nintendo's games don't cost hundreds of millions of dollars to make. No, not even close to that. Yet they do sell 20, 25, 30, 35 million copies. You want to make money. Uh, Xbox and PlayStation need to make an Animal Crossing. And they need to make a Roblox. Viva Piñata. Viva Piñata is their Animal Crossing. It's sitting right there and they're not but rare doesn't want to take over their rare doesn't want to rehash their old ips they want to so give it to someone else just do what they did with killer instinct just give it to someone else and let someone else make it like you know microsoft doesn't realize that they do have have, yeah yeah they've got more brand power than they realize like banjo kazooie 
is still Dang like him it. or love him, uh, like him or hate him. Banjo Kazooie is still a massive name in terms of mascots slash platformers slash whatever you want to say. I don't I would understand argue, it, but I'll accept it. Yeah. I, I would argue Banjo is up there in the not up with Mario and Sonic, but he's the next rung down from Mario and Sonic. That's crazy. Like Banjo was huge on Nintendo sixty four, um, and that's. That's a mascot that even Sony doesn't have. Sony doesn't really have a... No- they had Crash, and they gave him up to Activision. Um, yeah, yeah. Jack, I love Jack and Dexter. Love Jack and Dexter. But Naughty Dog doesn't want to go back to Jack and Dexter. Now they've got their, you know, brunette white dudes in all their games. That's oh, what they- <laughs> that's, that's... Well, hold on. What's Drake? <laughs> What's Drake? <laughs> what's Joel? That's what that's what they do. That's that's what Sony does. That's their thing. Um, it's good that oh they're slowly. You know, hey, hey, Uncharted now. Five. What about Uncharted Five as uh, Nathan's daughter as a lead? That could be. Well, yeah, she's there. She's she's a character, isn't she? She was yeah. in Uncharted yeah, Four. Yeah, she's um, at the end. So like, it's only. But it's good. They've got. It seems they've like got Aloy, and they've got mm-hmm. um, Nadine. And they've got some others, and Ellie, and Abby. Um, but of all those characters, though, the only one that feels like it could become someone or something iconic is maybe Aloy. Maybe. I mean, the Aloy others... is kind of becoming a PlayStation mascot, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Like they, and I mean, they, they can put her in a group of images of characters, and it's, it screams PlayStation. Uh, yeah. I want to talk about a surprise game that's coming to Xbox, possibly at the end of the year. That we didn't see coming, or maybe it was rumored. There's a couple of them. But first, I want to... You you got me thinking about uh, this Bloomberg article that we were talking about <laughs> pre-show. We were having some laughs. And I, I think we could do this properly and, and was a little bit of fun. But the Bloomberg article stated that because of Horizon Forbidden West and PlayStation with Aloy, they finally brought a female character into the strong, powerful uh, lead character that represents something more than just a sex object. And you and I both saw this article and went, it's been happening for a long time. Yeah, I I didn't read the article. I didn't get a chance to read it. I just saw the tweet thread of it and... I don't know, it was a bit But you like cruised to the article and you said it sounded more like an an excuse to be excited about Horizon Forbidden West coming up. Yeah, just just based on the tweet thread I saw, I need to read the actual article itself, Mm -hmm. but based on the I mean, who reads anymore when you have the headline, right? Yeah. Based on the tweet thread I saw, it just felt like an ad for Horizon Forbidden West wrapped in, I don't know, gender and sexism issues. Sure. Which is a bit weird. Like, we've had strong female characters in video games for years and years and years. Like, it's not Horizon Zero Dawn. For like 10 years, it's been uh, that, that trope has kind of disappeared where it's got to be the rough and tumble, you know, white, uh, white brunette guy with, you know, some, some yeah. double, right. That looks like yeah. <laughs> you and I, <laughs> but, yeah, uh, that's right. I, my, we both shook our heads. Like Xbox is about to lead with Joanna dark and perfect dark. They just yeah. led with Kate Diaz who played a great character in gears five. Yeah. They're leading with Senua. It was, it's, it's absolutely that's incredible. Right. In yeah. Senua's Saga, and now Senua's uh, a Sacrifice from 2017-2018. So, um, 
Even Lara Croft, though. Like, yes, of course. Lara, Lara Croft started, because remember, Tomb Raider started in the late 90s. So video games back in the late 90s were still a boys club. All female characters were very sexualized. You know, right. Lara had her pointy boobs. Um, <laughs> that What she did, that's how it was. Two, on two pyramids, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. But once, like, Lara was modernized and she was desexualized, um... And she's been a strong female character for close to a decade or more now. Yeah, yeah, nine so, years. Yeah, yeah. It was just a bit weird. Like it just felt like an ad for Horizon under the guise of sex and gender issues. I don't know. It was just. I mean, they made a they made a big deal about um, Fem Shepherd in in for Mass mm. Effect Three. Like they noticed a big trend of a lot of people playing as the default Femme Shepherd, and of course everyone says that Jennifer. Oh my gosh, I forgot her last name. Oh my gosh, she's on every game. Uh, on every game, Jennifer the, Hale. Gen- Jennifer Hale's voice. Sorry, uh, yeah. just like so I space it. She yeah, yeah. did. She like they preferred her voice acting over uh, Marks from uh, Mass Effect series. So like this has been a thing. Um, female characters, and I, I got thinking about it because I said Joanna Dark, Kate Diaz, and Hel- uh, Senua are like big out front characters. You got Stay to K3. Somebody uh, laughed at us in the chat, Nick, and said, uh, You know, that yeah, thank you for <laughs> uh, fixing Jennifer Hale. Uh, they were laughing at us about Stay to K3, like it's not going to be incredible. Like Undead Labs is amazing. Uh, please check in what that team's done they doubled in size their lead character in the trailer is a female have you noticed this if you look back at some of the trailers we've seen over the past couple yeah. of years a red lot fall. of female leads redfall yeah redfall yep. is a strong i think that that female is one of the lead characters is out in front in most yep. of the stuff uh there's a whole bunch it's been uh, state of decay state of k3 but, but, but microsoft has always been present in that space like cameo female lead uh, oh, obviously yeah, perfect dark yeah. yeah yeah but that's what i'm saying microsoft's been there a long time um it's not wonder woman game new. they said yeah mark anderson um, said don't forget about wonder woman yeah wonder woman um so it's i think like, it was the article's a bit late don't you nick like it's a little bit late to make that claim like i think there's there's numbers like does, isn't there a number like almost 50 percent of the gamers now are females and like they're in the community they're so prominent yeah. like yeah, yeah um and then you see you know guys giving a girl a hard time in halo infinite multiplayer that, i, I, I that. need to read the article i just wonder if it was more about i wonder if the article was probably more about in behind the scenes like within the development studios maybe but then at the Are same time changes? in the tweet thread it talks about strong female characters that's why that's why I, I need to read it to know exactly what he's talking about. But then I look at the timing of it. We're like, what, a month and a half away from Horizon, sure. Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. I look at who wrote it. And it's not you can, you it's not like PlayStation is making new strides as themselves because they've had strong female characters for a while. Ellie and Abby were, were massive uh, tentpole characters for the platform. So they're doing that really well. And, uh, of course, you have the Uncharted series. Like Nathan Drake was always in most of the games. Yeah. He was he was always working alongside a, a woman who's faster than him and and better. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not as funny as Nathan Drake. He's great, but um, 
That's interesting. So there's there are a couple games that are surprise reveals. There's this talk that's been going around, Nick, about Xbox has two unannounced games that are supposed to release in 2022. I think I mm-hmm. might know what they could be, but I think one of them is, well, two of them of my guesses are seem a little far-fetched. I'm going to run them by you. Okay. You think it's possible that we are going to see or soon for Indiana Jones from Machine Games? That one I'm not very sure on. Because, mm. yeah, all, all we essentially got was like a, a, a title. We got a nothing. A typewriter so, and a hat. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd be surprised if... So, I, hold on. Were you saying as in surprise announcements, as in a surprise that it could release in 2022? Or are you just saying... I'm, I can't remember where we heard this, but the words were Xbox has two unannounced games that are coming in 2022. I just don't think Indiana Jones is coming, but there's two things from no. Machine Games. The other one is it's possible that at E3 we'll see Wolfenstein 3 and it will be ready to come out at the end of the year. How possible is that? Because we haven't heard anything. I don't think so. Yeah, I, well, it all all they've said is that Wolfenstein 3 will happen at some point. They didn't yeah. say that it's in development. They didn't officially announce it. I think they just alluded to the fact that it will happen at some point. Um, as, as you know, I had been told a little while back that there was going to be a Quake reboot that Machine Games was involved in. Um, Jeez, so if the, then. that's what I mean. So if that's the case, if they're doing indie and helping out or doing the Quake reboot, then I don't think that would leave much room for Wolfenstein. Um, so one is probably Josh Sawyer's like dialogue driven uh, adventure game, and the other one could be. Do you think In Exile's steampunk RPG could be? Oh, what about Compulsions? Compulsion sounds like they're ready. There's so many what, studios. What about it's Hellblade? Crazy. Could Hellblade sneak in? Well, could Hellblade's it? been announced, but um... well, hold on, it's been announced, and we've also got a gameplay trailer. Hmm. So could Hellblade sneak in? Possibly. I mean, you've got a massive holiday on Xbox if you're trying to release Forza Motorsport. Whatever it is, I think it's holiday, right? So you've got Forza Motorsport mm. and then Starfield. And then if you're trying to shoehorn in one more game, like what could it be? That's uh, that's the crazy. Hit the like if you guys know. are watching the show. You guys are amazing. I'm watching the chat, trying to keep an eye on it. Uh, Nick, I'm here with Nick from Xbox Era on the XNC podcast. This is Xbox era and XNC collaboration, so I'm really happy to be here. We're almost finished up here, but if you enjoyed the show, let's get the likes to 500 to show that uh, you enjoy what we're doing. And uh, those those likes make it all the way to Australia and back, so see if you can do that. But, uh, <laughs> it's got, got a long a, way to go. I got a couple super <laughs> chats here. Um, we got to talk about this this uh, these two unannounced games. DJ says, you can turn off cross- network play at the system level thank you so much for the five dollar he says in the xbox settings but then no games have crossed network at that point so yeah yeah i would absolutely not recommend turning something off in the dashboard and then have to go back and forth and fix it per game mm-hmm. 343 needs to fix it at the game level danny passion official thank you for the five dollar he says i'm playing remotely on xbox series x while the wife watches tv but since the x is in the same room i just keep the controller connected to the console and it feels fire so that's so cool uh yeah. fortunately like i just play right here when i want to play 
Cade Forever, thank you for the five dollar. He says Two Point Studios is primed and ready to make Viva Pinata, but it needs to be free to play and built for both console, PC, and touchscreen. Yeah. What's Two Point Studios? Uh the Two Point Hospital. The developer of Two Point Hospital. Oh, okay. Why um, why would they be primed and ready to take over Viva Pinata? I want like a massive thing, like the way that my kids look at at Animal Crossing, where they yeah. can just play forever. Yep. Well, like I mean, you, see it? you have a garden and people can come into your garden just like people can come to your island in Animal Crossing. Like it's oh, it's cool. already there and you can, you know, if you make it free to play, you can sell cosmetics and you can sell garden ornaments and you can like, it's that they need to go back to it. It's it's a concept that is, is ready for 2021, 20, for, for this gaming world. Mm-hmm. Um uh, it's just, and it was such a good game, and it was visually stunning, and like, and yeah, you've got to put it on everything. Put it on console, PC, mobile, tablet, on everything. Like, my kid needs to be able to start it on Xbox, shut down his Xbox, pick it up on his iPad, and keep playing it there. Like, that. that's the sort of game Viva Pinata needs to be. Um, yeah, I mean, the customization when my kids go into their house and they show me the wallpaper, the furniture, mm, the mm. care, the clothing, like the endless customization. Um, there's certain types of people who can't get enough of that. Xbox seems yep. like a runaway hit with that. Um, yeah, yeah. Okay. They I need mean, to. That's crazy. They're Viva Pinata. Yeah, let's keep that on the... Just keep asking. I, well, because <laughs> you, you, you're mentioning the unannounced games for 2022. I, I predicted on our show that I think something that will get announced that's an unannounced for 2022, I think we will get a remake. I think we'll get a remake or remaster of an old game. Microsoft hasn't done that a lot, and I reckon they're going to do it next year. Oh, I took so much heat for that the other day, Nick. <laughs> I, I said on Twitter, I said, PlayStation's killing it with these ports and remasters and DLC they get expansions it. for games yeah. that we already played. And that's what, what bolstered their, uh, I think it was, one of those console war tweets, Nick, where somebody said, look at how many games PlayStation had this year and Xbox only had this. Well, we everyone knows who's paying attention that Xbox offered more than PlayStation by mm-hmm. a couple games, right? It was a great, it was a great head-to-head outing in 2021. But some PlayStation guy was bolstering up that list with Ghost of Tsushima <laughs> remaster and director's cut, Death Stranding director's nah, cut, nah. Uncharted Lost Legacy, uh, and Uncharted nah, 4. Nah, nah. I'm like, talking tapping into old ip like and this is another conundrum yeah this is that's right that's a conundrum that sony is in sony because anyone who's old enough anyone who had a playstation 1 who had a playstation 2 will know that the playstation 1 and playstation 2 were third-party machines like sony's first party during those generations wasn't what it is now sony's first party really became strong with the PlayStation 3. That's where we got Uncharted. That's where we got Last of Us. That's where we got awesome stuff like Loco Roco. That's where we got cool stuff like uh, the Puppeteer. Infamous. Um, Infamous was great. Yeah, Infamous. It all started on the PlayStation 3. Prior to that, Sony was just money-heading everything and got... (laughs) They still are. so, So Sony doesn't have the same level of nostalgic IP that Microsoft, Nintendo, and even Sega have. So when I say remaster, remake, I'm talking about tapping into that real old stuff. I'm not talking about <laughs> charging people twice for a game in a year. Oh, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, talking yeah, about 
tapping into old stuff. Like Sony has at least one that everyone loves, like Jack and Daxter, and yet they're not doing it. Now, is um, this a is this a wish list from like you think what's a deficit that's missing, or are you starting to hear people talk about something that needs to be done? Well, I, I, I don't think guess. Microsoft. I think Microsoft has always had a problem not tapping into their old IPs, and they've got even through through Rare alone, they have a treasure trove of old IP just mm-hmm. through Rare. Forget their own, just through Rare. And I just don't think they tap into that enough. Like I said, Banjo is a massive name. Like if they did a Banjo remake on the scale of Crash's remake and Spyro's remake and those proper, proper remakes that they do, I think it would be massive, Banjo. I think it would be absolutely huge. Yeah, I mean, I want... People know I'm like anti-Banjo, but I would love a modern Banjo with great controls like you would get Mm. in Sackboy Big Adventure. Like... The, yeah. the, those controls are so great, but I want, I want a banjo world I can discover. I don't want, like insane. Tr- uh, what's it called? Crash Bandicoot Nitro. What's it called? The fourth one, not Nitro. That's the racing game. Uh, uh, the the oh, fourth banjo that's on that's multiplat came out like two years ago. I played a bunch of it, but it's it was basically just Crash Four. It's Crash Four. Yeah, it's just called Crash Bandicoot Four, right? Like I yeah, played yeah. a bunch of that, and that's like, oh, this is like a really nice looking PlayStation One game. Because it feels good, it looks great, but I want a banjo. You got to win me over. Like, give me a world to go through and explore. And you sort but, of do that in the first uh, banjo, right? You have these levels. You do. I, I don't want. I, think, I don't want a bunch of levels like you go through a bunch of quick levels that you have to conquer, like you do in well, Crash Four. What what That's everyone me. seems to do now is conquer. They remake or remaster the original, as uh, they they test the water. To see yeah. how much yep. love there is for the IP. Who's doing that right it. now? Somebody's doing that right now. There. Alan Wake. Alan well, Wake. I, we got I Alan didn't even Wake talk about it. It was in the list. We were going to talk about Splinter Cell. Like that's like that's the oh, same yeah. thing, right? You go back, you get your yeah, team honed in, right. you get true to Splinter Cell with this remake. And then yeah. after the game makes a bunch of money and you release, you're like, okay, we're ready. We know we've got it. Let's build the next Splinter well, Cell. I, I think with Splinter Cell, it's a little bit different. Like, I had heard rumblings about Splinter Cell for a long, long time. And the one thing I had heard consistently was that they don't know what to do with it. And it's in trouble. Or they've cancelled it and they've rebooted it again. Or I've heard all sorts of stories about Splinter Cell. My suspicion is that this remake is a very last-minute decision. Hmm. The reason I think that is because, A, why the hell didn't they announce it at the Game Awards? They announced it like a few days later. It was like, like a why, tweet or something. <laughs> why wouldn't you use the Game Awards to announce it? B, it's the first time that in history that I personally, so feel free to correct me if I'm wrong anyone else, but for me personally, it's the first time in history I have seen almost any game, let alone a major IP like Splinter Cell, where the reveal trailer is like, we're hiring for this. Come work for us. Interesting. I... I have never seen that ever in my life. Like Indiana Jones, when that was teased, that was probably the same thing. We're doing Indiana Jones, come work for us. But they didn't say it in the teaser. <laughs> like with Splinter Cell, they literally said it in the teaser. So those two things combined 
make me think that this remake was a very last minute decision because they don't know what to do with the new Splinter Cell game. They haven't even been to the whiteboard yet, Nick. Ubisoft, <laughs> Ubisoft probably wants it to be an open world games as a service thing. They can see the pushback in the public for that. So they're like, you mm-hmm. know what? We'll remake the first one, which is linear, single player, stealth based action game. the Snowdrop engine or whatever. I yeah. can't remember what. Unreal? What was the... Snowdrop. It's Snowdrop. Snowdrop. Yeah, you can hone um, the Snowdrop. You can make the game true to what it is, right? But you can yeah. make, make it look outstanding. You can get feel and everything right. And because then, remember... Then the team's ready to go. But Ubisoft is still smarting from Blacklist. So it, you, you have to uh, understand how... like it's yeah, To me, it, it just reeks of corporate thought processes, right? So... In Ubisoft's eyes, in Ubisoft corporate's eyes, they were like, we gave you what you wanted. We gave you a single-player linear Splinter Cell game in 2013, Blacklist, and none of you liked it, and none of you bought it. It was it was too derivative of the great Conviction. Like, I love Conviction. I played it twice. See, I loved Conviction as well. And most yeah. people don't like Conviction, but I actually loved Conviction. I love it. But I, I feel like was Blacklist was just... Uh, I have got rid of Michael yet. Ironside, and you just... Paint oh, my yeah. numbers of what made Conviction great. Um, so that should have been a good formula, though. But that's I right. got to look this up. Like, but did, in uh, Ubisoft size, they're like, we gave you what you wanted, and you didn't buy it. Did it all what, our I think games as a service stuff well, but it sold horribly. Yeah. So all our games as a service stuff is selling really well and making a lot of money. So if we're going to do Splinter Cell, we're going to do it like all the rest of our stuff, and we're going to make it games as a service so I can make a lot of money mm-hmm. but they can see that people don't want it so they're in this weird position where it's like but we have this data that shows us this way makes money but you're all crying for this so I think that they've decided on this remake as a last minute decision and they're going to be like you know what if you want a new proper Splinter Cell game vote with your wallet and buy this remake that's that's just what I think has gone on behind the scenes yeah, because yeah I, I can been- imagine that for sure. Because yeah. I had been told that Yubi doesn't know what to do with this game. They want it to be like an open world-ish, even multiplayer type thing. That's what Ubisoft would like. But they probably are aware that that's not what They showed that first-person first person division-style uh, free-to-play shooter and everyone, you know. Yeah. They have to be really no, careful because they're so talented. Uh, man, they got to yeah. make something incredible. It really do. That's that's just what I think is happening personally with Splinter Cell. Because um, everything about that announcement just seemed so rushed and last minute. Like, yeah, you know, f- for years, all of us, I think I've heard you say it. I know Rand has said it. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone's been like, how cool would it be at E3 or some sort of game show? Everything goes quiet and then you oh, see yeah, the Rand green lights. Said it. Yeah. And you hear the and you see the green lights. Everyone has said it, and then we didn't they get that. Chance... We got like a tweet yeah. or a uh, that's right. They had release. the chance to do it at the game awards, and they didn't take it. And that's just what makes me think that this is very last minute. It's I just... think you're onto something. Yeah, they uh, they decided uh, they needed to make yeah. the move, and they're maybe asking Ubisoft everyone wasn't... to vote with their wallet. Yeah, gosh, I mean, there's that's what I think. Oh, okay, I mean. Yeah, and that does go in line with uh, Xbox needing to revive some of their IPs. There's a lot that... Yeah. You know what we talked about at the beginning of the show about how I wasn't in the Xbox when it launched? So 
I miss things like Cameo and and Lost Odyssey and Crimson Skies. Yeah. Like I, those those are foreign to me. And mm. and banjo and I I played Viva Pinata a little bit on the 360. I could see the charm yeah. there. So ah, uh, that's great. Yeah, there's it's all those so- rare games that I think the I played. Of course, I played uh, Golden Eye. I played yeah uh, Donkey Kong Country. But the team is yeah. been evolved and they want new things. So that's right. But that's what that's what third party relationships are for. Like you know, uh, Sony is very successful with Ratchet and Clank. Microsoft has an IP that they can turn into their own Ratchet and Clank, and yet they're not doing it. And that's Jet Force mm-hmm. Gemini. Oh my Jet gosh. Force Gemini is begging to come back as a Ratchet and Clank clone. Um, and this is what I mean. Microsoft's in this unique position where they have all these IPs that they can counter just about anyone with, even Nintendo. Banjo's up there with Mario and Sonic. Um, not on the exact same level, but again, he's the next biggest after them. Um, Sony keeps trying with Sackboy. I love Sackboy Big Adventure so, so much. Yeah, yeah. so do I. It's a really, really good game. So um, good. Nobody talks about but, it. But as a character, <laughs> as an icon, he's not sticking. He's no, just not sticking no, for whatever no. reason. Um, so so that's that's one of Sony's weaknesses. They, they just don't have those nostalgic IPs to lean on. Um, Microsoft does, and they don't use them. There is one, uh, I didn't expect to kind of bring it up in, in the topics, but like Xbox has this buying power, uh, where they can stay Mm. neck and neck or lead ahead of PlayStation because you were talking about all these third party deals. Xbox has 23 studios. They're partnering Mm. right now with four or five, maybe more third party studios, probably way more. And I'm sure they'll acquire some more. Right. So like if you're saying like if if Nick from Xbox era has a dream that Viva Pinata or Banjo needs to be remade, Xbox can do that without even like missing a step. They can go grab mm. any amazing talented studio and get them directed into Banjo or Viva Pinata. Yeah. This this comes up with there was a little bit of muscle flexing on social media this week about market cap and buying power and who has more yeah. uh what was the money they call it uh, out of pocket. What's the What's the what's the, the cash in hand? This cash yeah. in hand thing, and um, the gaming market cap. If you look at Microsoft versus Sony, puts Microsoft obviously way up in first place, and Sony in third place. But when you look at the gaming revenue and buying power with just PlayStation versus Xbox, Xbox is like halfway behind PlayStation. Uh, yeah. But I don't know, like. Do, you see these people who are doing like their armchair analysts. They're all of a sudden they're Leonardo DiCaprio and Walt, Wolf on Wall Wolf Street, Wall and, they, Street. They, <laughs> and they're they're fighting all, on Twitter. And I just kind of hang back and go, "This discussion is way above your pay grade." I'm not even going to pretend oh, yeah. like I know what's what's going on. Uh, but somebody no, said, I... Nick, that when Satya Nadella says we're all in in gaming, the can't remember who said this but the industry is about to be disrupted because microsoft mm-hmm. is the juggernaut like they own in the trillions in buying yeah. power and playstation in, or sony's in the billions with tvs and discmans and playstations master discmans so, oh my god <laughs> discmans i'm surprised oh, you didn't say mini disc players uh, my brother had a mini disc player yeah so did i <laughs> yeah yeah, I never even got into him, and he had to keep it on his leg so it wouldn't skip. So only yeah. had like three seconds of skip memory. 
Ah, the old days. But um, yeah, Man, I mean, kids will never know. They'll never know. But yeah, there is massive buying power with play, with uh, Xbox because there is. They can. I think at this point that if Sarah Bond and Matt Booty and Phil Spencer say, "Look, the voices are asking for banjo, or they're asking for Viva, or they're asking for something else," that it really comes down to who are you going to have do it? Because definitely that funding is Rare doesn't want to do it. It's Rare does not want to do it. And uh, I think this uh, goes into Hargeet Chani's super chat. Uh, thank you so much, Hargeet, for $10. He says, Double Fine gave us a great sequel to an old IP. He's talking about mm. Psychonauts 2. He said, I can't wait for their next game. Multiple in development. They're working on a multiplayer game with Xbox budget. If Xbox does a banjo game and isn't up to par with Mario Odyssey... It's not worth it. We were talking about that pre-show, weren't we, uh, Nick, about Mario Odyssey. Like, mm. could Banjo aspire to Mario Odyssey greatness? It could, but you've just got to find the right developer for it. Like, And that's why I think what Microsoft would do is they'd do a Banjo remake first. And if if but that gets a ton like of 10 love... years to get like your true Banjo sequel. But that's the thing. Nuts and Bolts didn't do very well. Um, it's not yeah, what people yeah. wanted from a third Banjo game. So what I suspect is Microsoft would do a Banjo remake first, see how that does, and if there's a lot of love for it, and if it does well, and it's downloaded heaps on Game Pass, blah, 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 then they will green light a third Banjo to be done by, I don't know, whoever would do it. Um, whether that's a first-party studio, whether that's a third party and they do it through publishing, um I'm just trying to think, you know, Moon, Moon Studios has said openly, even jokingly on our podcast, that they would love to do a Banjo 3. They, they Yeah, oh they've said gosh. it openly. They said they'd love, if, if Microsoft approached them to do Banjo 3, they would probably do it. Well, Moon needs to approach um, Microsoft and Xbox Studios and say, hey, let's do this. I've also heard um, Moon had, you know, they're a little iffy on, on Xbox's plans with Game Pass. Uh, their their CEO made some comments about uh, being more multi-platform, but uh, his words look. The thing about Thomas is Thomas is actually he and I are very similar in that sometimes we don't let stuff run through the filter first. Sure, like I've been there. What we're what we're thinking in our head it doesn't always come out the same way from our mouth, and it's misinterpreted. And I you know a lot of people were DMing me about Thomas's post on Reset. Yeah, Thomas yeah. is in our Discord. He, we were all chatting in the Discord, and he was. We all understood what he meant with that comment. A lot of people were like, "Oh, he wants Microsoft to go third party." That's not what he wants. Mm-hmm. He, I think he was more referring to gaming being truly open. I don't. I, in an ideal world they'd all be multi-platform, all of them. PlayStation, Nintendo, Microsoft, all of them would be. Um, and well, I mean, I can was... stand up for him by saying he has every right to feel like Ori was huge. Ori is huge. It's like yeah. one of the highest rated games on the Xbox platform. And mm. no matter who you are, if you made that game, you'd be thinking, how much bigger would Ori be if it was everywhere? And you're allowed yeah, to think right. that. Whether you yeah. struck a contract or not. And of course, I got... When he said that, I'm like, hey, you know, but then yeah, yeah. we create things like Nick, you have a podcast and you have a mm-hmm. site like you're a creator. 
and you want your creation to be as big as it can be and you mm. have every right to think what if what if it what if right yeah, i, I yeah. gotta give a shout out to hargit chani he didn't have to send a super for saying that hargit was the one that said it we were talking he was the one that said when when satya said we're all in gaming prepare for a disruption in in the industry uh, big moves really big moves and everybody teases you and i nick about acquisition season we talked about that on the show here uh, months yeah. ago and uh it's very obvious that playstation's made these little purchases like these are yes. um uh, most of them are very little purchases if xbox is looking at something big we will not hear about it for a year or more right i think no I way think what people what people forget is and if you know, I said it on our podcast. If people want me to be more specific, I did say I predict that Microsoft, Microsoft, will make acquisitions this year. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. say Microsoft last time I was on your show. This time I'm saying Microsoft. This year I'm pretty confident Microsoft will make a couple of acquisitions. Um, but the thing is, like, you have to look at who's been acquired, right? So. Embracer is inquiring is acquiring a ton of stuff, but can you honestly say outside of Gearbox you've heard of most of it? Or would you argue most of them are big studios or big name studios? No, they're not. Sure. Same with yeah. Sony. We all had to last <laughs> Yeah, Sony's last big acquisition was Insomniac. And it wasn't big in terms of dollar value, it wasn't even 250 mil. But it was big in terms of Insomniac is a big name in the industry. Very respected developer, very good developer. But, you know, Valkyrie Studios is a support studio. No one had heard of them before they were acquired. And they helped on Halo Infinite. They helped on God of War. They helped... Like, they're a support studio. That's what they do. We were Um, all like, yes, Valkyrie! Uh, How do you say that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, (laughs) Nixus. Nixus is a porting studio. Blue Point. Blue Point's a remake studio. So... Where Microsoft, Microsoft is targeting bigger than that. Like uh, Microsoft, as we saw from Bethesda, Microsoft's looking at publishers, not just little studios. Um, and they're looking at bigger name studios. So, and Microsoft being who they are, when Microsoft wants to acquire, it's not the smooth road it is for others. It's just... Mm-hmm. A fact of life. It's not a smooth road. Look at Tencent because now. they're Tencent massive. Is, that's yeah. right. And look at Tencent. Tencent keep trying to acquire. They get some. They don't get others because again, they're a big company. So it's not going to be the same smooth road it is for someone like Embrace. What about? What about? Uh, shout out to who was this in the chat? Um, Ty- Tyrone Israel said, "Monolith." Like Xbox has been partnering and working with Monolith on. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, or Shadow of uh, War, Shadow of Mordor. I, mm. I always mess that up. Middle Earth Shadow of War in 2017. Yep. Like they, they marketed with them. They helped them. They worked on the, the game port on 1X when it launched. Um, everyone is But they're part of that. WB though, aren't they? Yes, they are. But uh, <laughs> everyone's like, Xbox, why don't you buy WB? It's like, why don't you start with uh, Monolith and get Wonder Woman over? As an Xbox yeah, see, exclusive, it doesn't have any. I'm, I'm yet. sort of, I'm against the grain on WB. Like, but I think a lot of people think that Microsoft might only take, you know, if they were to go for WB, they'd only take like a studio here, a studio there. I think Microsoft would just go for the whole lot. Mm-hmm. I, I think they just try and do a deal to grab all of it. 
every studio, all the IP, I mean, not all the IP, because there'd be IP that involves licensing, like Lego and DC and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, I, I just, I don't see Microsoft trying to just pinch a couple out of that group. I think it would be all or nothing for them. Um, but I, I personally think they'll look at probably like Crystal Dynamics. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. <clears throat> I mean, Square seems to be pushing all their Western studios under the bus publicly on a regular basis. Um, they seemed awfully willing to just lend Crystal Dynamics to Microsoft for Perfect Dark. T- yeah. To me, that seems the most obvious acquisition for next year. Crystal Dynamics seems like the most obvious one to me. You think um, Xbox wants to wait until that game launches well and everything goes well with the partnership? I mean, Daryl already knows long. the team. I don't know if they'll wait that long because I don't think Perfect Dark's coming before 2023. Um, oh. and, and I doubt... Like, well, what? You don't think Perfect Dark is 2022, do you? No, 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 way. no, no. I think uh, probably 23, but I, uh, a little frustrated if it's 24, but we still haven't seen anything, so... Really, we and that's what I mean. So yeah. I don't think Microsoft would want to wait that long if they were going to acquire Crystal. I think yeah. if they were going to acquire Crystal, they'd do it now. They just Crystal get probably it out of wants. The way. Crystal probably wants to go to Xbox at this point. They probably would. They've always yeah. had a brilliant relationship with them. Daryl Gallagher is is at Microsoft now, head of initiative. Um, you have to wonder if they were to acquire Crystal, do they just merge Crystal and the initiative? Oh, and, and just, just uh, dissolve them. Yeah, just just merge it into one and call it Crystal Dynamics because Crystal's got a name. The initiative doesn't. Um, you know, some people think that the initiative is just going to be a contract team and just like bring in Crystal Dynamics, build the game, and say, okay, we'll call you when we need something else. Uh, but I would rather see them uh, bring them into bring Crystal Dynamics into Game Studios cir- Circle, and then just have yeah. them work to they can work on their own thing if they're not helping initiative on the next game yeah no nah, see to me it makes more sense just to merge them with the initiative Darryl they Gallagher's want to stay small there. and agile they've said that's that's something that they said they you know what stay. things change mate. things change duck yeah. and duck you gotta move with the times <laughs> mate things change um i just oh it's such a yeah, good future I, though it really to, is yeah to me to me crystal dynamics seems like the most likely to happen at some point, First. probably next year. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and I'd wager that if it does happen, I'd be very surprised if the Tomb Raider IP doesn't come with them. I'd be really? very, very surprised. Uh, I, I don't think Microsoft would just. You don't take think that the Tomb own. Raider IP belongs to Square Enix? It belongs to Crystal. I'm not. I'm not sure who it belongs to. I'm just saying I'd that love to if look Microsoft. That yeah, I'm just saying that if Microsoft were to grab uh, Crystal. I would be surprised if they didn't get try and get Tomb Raider as part of that deal as well. Oh, man. Um, it says Square Enix owns the trademark and character of the franchise. Yeah. So, yeah, I wonder how much, how if that's easily. I wonder if Square Enix looks at Shadow of the Tomb Raider and says, "Well, the first two that's did right. really well, and the third was dicey. Yeah, for the right price, we could relinquish that." And I that just don't be- think they care that much about the IP. Like, no, squ- probably I mean, not. with with every passing day. It looks like Square just cares about Final Fantasy. They mm-hmm. don't care and PlayStation. About, they don't care about any of their other IP. So I don't envision them being stingy with holding on to Tomb Raider. I reckon they'll just be like, you know what? If you pay the right price, you can take Tomb Raider with them. Um, yeah, yeah. 
that that's because to me the Tomb Raider IP is far more valuable to Microsoft than it is to Square. Absolutely. Like, like Microsoft. Imagine that character my, being a part yeah. of the game studio. Xbox oh, game studio. It'd be massive. It'd be massive. Like, you know, it gives them. It's one of the most recognizable video game IPs on the planet. Um, it, look at what Microsoft did with Minecraft. Imagine what they could do with Tomb Raider. Um, oh, man. I yeah. just. I'd be very, very surprised if Tomb Raider was not part of a hypothetical deal to get Crystal Dynamics. I mean, this very, needs very to be. Surprised. This needs to be the acquisitions we are seeing is something like a partner coming to Xbox or an IP or franchise being bought by Xbox. They're going to need that because uh, mm. PlayStation is working so hard to take everything that uh, is Final Fantasy related with Forspoken and Final yeah. Fantasy. Like anything that's Final Fantasy from now on is like like bespoke PlayStation until otherwise yeah, yeah. stated. Uh, Don Ataku, mm. this one goes way off topic, uh, but I, I like his... Uh, his passion. He says, thank you for the $5. He says, the only thing I care about from Ubisoft is Mario plus Rabbids 2. Uh, oh, he forgot. It's 2022. They also need to make a child of light too. But he, uh, he mentions one of my favorites, Raymond. Mm. Raymond Legends and Raymond Origins are awesome games. Uh, those oh, are great ideas. Rayman, eh? Yeah. yeah. I may have yeah. been told some things about Rayman. Uh, that we may see a return from uh, Raymond Legends Pro- or the Raymond Pro- team? Probably not. Probably not. Oh man, uh, that's such hours we spent on that. And then he says Valiant Heart uh, too. Yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't hold my breath for a Rayman game anytime that's soon. That's a great platformer, though. Oh, uh, I like the Rayman games. Yeah. I reckon they're really good. They, I yeah, just they, don't think they did as well as Ubi wanted them to. They gave away Rayman Legends on Games with Gold one month, like five uh, years, six years ago. They, they give that's away Rayman Legends and Origins frequently. Whether yeah. it's on any service that gives away games, Rayman has been a part of it. Like, like Humble Bundle and stuff? Uh, <laughs> Humble Bundle, yeah. Games with Gold, uh, yeah. PS Plus, Epic. Oh, actually, has Epic? So, side Maybe note, not. get rid of Games with Gold, Xbox, and start working quicker toward getting rid of Xbox Live Gold. Please. We don't care See, about Games I with Gold. I Gamer love by Games choice. with Gold. You I what? Feel, I feel like the only person that still loves Games with Gold. Like... And not because of the Xbox One games, because of the 360 and OG games. Like, they give us all these backwards compatible games to keep forever. Forever, no yeah, one, yeah. Like... It's been a while since they gave me a great 360 game, but... Uh, you reckon? Well, yeah, there was a... Uh, there was like a Micro Machines game they gave out last year that I was like, oh, I was in a party chat one night and I had a ball playing this game, racing around like kitchen tables and stuff. But... Uh, yeah, yeah. That's my stance, is get rid of... Uh, Get rid of games oh, with obviously gold, gold if needs it to means go. yeah like if games with gold cost them twenty thousand a year like i don't know whatever it costs them because they have mm-hmm. to pay for those those games that's to, right they do like if it just gets them sooner to get getting rid of xbox live gold the paywall uh so be it gamer by choice thank you for the five dollars is my concern with the comment that moon's uh studio had said is he called out microsoft for not being the first one why not call out PlayStation and Nintendo? That was my issue. Yeah, I mean, it did seem like he was harping on Xbox when Xbox is nearly everywhere but a PlayStation console. So mm. I think I'll side with Nick that he meant there was there's more to it that's not so you know acerbic, I suppose. But yeah, uh, yeah, that that didn't sit well. But of course, uh, 
uh, Moon Studios loves working with Xbox. If a great one, a 450 pound uh, super chat from the Dars Knight, a uh, good friend of mine in the UK says, Whoa, <laughs> he says, I crap the bed. I can whack a super chat. Nice to hear sexy Nick, too. <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I guess behind the mic, we both sound incredible. And a pixel bit. I doubt it. I hate my voice. I absolutely hate my voice. It's you know, gross. Nick, I've heard my voice a lot of the videos I make. And today when I was in Super Chat, Tim Dog's uh, headset was up too loud. So I kept echoing back. <laughs> I just kept thinking. I've For years, I've heard myself recording. While I was listening, talking to him, I'm like, is that what it really sound like? I am yeah, so but sorry, you've got Chad. You've got one of those radio voices. You have one of those radio announcer voices like... Or, or almost like that voice that happens, you know, those movie trailers, the blockbuster movie yeah, trailers, yeah. And they're like this summer. Blah, 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 yeah, blah. but you've got like the default, like you've got the Australian accent, which automatically makes you sound incredible to like ninety percent no, of people no. in the chat, man. Chat, my, let my us know. Is it my accent? Australian accent? My Australian accent has that ethnic spin to it because I'm Greek, so oh, it's right, got this right. ethnic spin to it that the just. Tinge. It, it sounds gross. I, I hate my voice. I absolutely hate it. <laughs> the chat loves it, man. The chat loves it. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I think uh, we're going to talk about 2022 uh, on the channel. I can't wait to... Uh, I'm gonna, I just decided today I was going to kind of work up this video about next year because it's absolutely crazy. Nick, I know you're super excited. Thank you so much for being on the show. Ecstasy Podcast has been really fun. We almost got to 500 okay. likes, so if anybody's there... Who wants to take a second to hit the like button? We've got almost 600 people watching, so I'm sure uh, the people have been in and out. But if you can give us a like and get us to 500, that would just make me feel really great. Ooh. And Dark CMF, thank you for the five dollars. I says, agree I with this super chat very, very much. He says, "I don't care about games with gold or Xbox Live, but give me a Game Pass yes. family plan." It's insane. Oh. That they don't have a family. Even Nintendo, who doesn't even know what the internet is, even Nintendo <laughs> has a family plan for Nintendo Switch yeah. Online. Microsoft has a family plan for Office 365. Like, Microsoft yes. are, are basically the pioneers of subscriptions, and yet they there's don't a reason, have a family though. plan for Game Pass. there's like, a reason that there's so many people um, who are joining uh, and... I wonder how many, if we're at like 25 million, how many people are like me? I've got like two years of, of game pass for kind of for almost for free by mm -hmm. uh, paying extra on the gold yeah, yeah, and yeah. doing like the upgrade. And I wonder how much of that, when they're looking at this much money coming in, uh, they can't quite offer a family plan, but you never know. A family plan, Nick might bolster the numbers. More people might join. And it might it bolster the, the revenue stream. So I'm That's sure the they're thing. looking like, into it. Like, I understand. Like, already I've seen a comment, Brandon P, people abuse the Nintendo family plan. Okay, there are going to be a small percentage of people that abuse it. But, like, here's the problem, right? And this is the thing. Hardcore gamers like us, we all have this warped belief that we represent the majority. Fun fact, <laughs> right. we do not. We do feel We are way. very much the minority. The people that abuse console sharing, family plans, we represent such a tiny fraction mm -hmm. of the market. Like the majority of people that I know that have games with gold don't even redeem the games. They don't even redeem them. Oh yeah, I mean I I really don't and I'm hardcore. I do. 
religiously. Uh, Phil Spencer said that he loves that. Uh, I think it was Phil that he loves that people game share. Like it's built into the system. Like yep. it is to their benefit that people game. But share most people don't. Most yeah, people most people don't. don't. And most people don't fact. even know what it is. I I game don't shared know what with. It is. <laughs> they don't. I've game shared with Underachiever and Dealer for a couple years. Um, it is a fact that I will buy a game. 50% of my reason is, oh, my game share buddy will get to play it. You know, like I yeah. justify the purchase. I buy more games because of game sharing. And then Randall yeah. Thor has been game sharing with a good friend for years. And they have a, you buy this, I buy that. Like That's every right. You take one, turns. Every, yeah, yeah, yeah. every game, no matter what. And so yeah. I know that that, that, that game share account is buying more games than it would in normally that's so. right but that's a tight that represents a tiny minority and mm-hmm. that's why they need the family plan the family plan would increase game pass subscribers it wouldn't decrease it my son because the family plan costs the game pass yeah i mean well, yeah that's right a family plan money. would be like 20 bucks to get three people on on one plan right that's right like we have we have three xboxes in our household but i can Good. only console share on two of them so my daughter mm-hmm. doesn't get access to my library my daughter doesn't get access to the Game Pass stuff, but my son does. If we had a Game Pass family plan, not only would I be giving Microsoft more money, there's an extra person that can play all those games. Like, it's it's just crazy that they don't have a family plan. And like Xbox Apple is that thing that when you look at your friends list and you see what they're playing, you go, oh, is that game good? I'm going to, I'm, I'm looking over at my that section of the screen, right? I'm like, oh, is that game good? I'm going to buy that. Yeah. I do that today or yesterday. Yeah. Kid Smooth was playing the back compat FPS boost version of Binary Domain. I go, oh, yeah, I played mm. that on the PS3. Oh, it's 15 bucks. FOMO. <laughs> and I just yeah. bought it. So yeah, family it's just, plan. It's, yeah. they, they have to do the family plan. Like even yeah. Apple does it. Like, and it makes sense. Like people aren't, most people aren't going to go out of their way to abuse this stuff because they just can't be bothered. They don't know how to do it. We've got that many iOS devices in our house, so we just pay 40 bucks a month for Apple One, and it covers everything. Mm-hmm. People would do the same for a Game Pass family plan. They'd be like, oh, we've got two or three Xboxes in the house. Game Pass family plan. We all get to access those games. Awesome. I think more people would do family plan than would try and do console sharing across the house and get that all like working in tandem. So Probably. I think you're right. Uh, Pixelbit G with the $2 super asks you a question, Nick. Would Microsoft go after IO and the Hitman IP? Yep. I think they would too. Yep. I very much think they would. I mean, they're working with IO on a game right now. So uh, I would not be surprised if Microsoft are currently trying to do that. Wouldn't be surprised at all. There has been talk for a while that IO and Microsoft, and part of that talk is them working on Mm. this Project Dragon, but. Yep. I, I mean, you look at PlayStation's acquisitions, they've bought teams that they've worked with, almost all That's of right. them, right? So, hmm. like, you don't buy someone if you haven't worked with them. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think. And I just IO think. Hitman's a good one. IO, like, IO wanted to be independent. I think, I think it was more they just didn't want to be under Square. Like, look how Square treats their Western studios. Why would you yeah, want to be under is. them? Where, I, I mean. Anyone can see that current Xbox is not the same Xbox that shut down Lionhead, that let go of Bungie, that let go of Twisted Pixel. It's not the same Microsoft. Um, You know, and and to me, there's no better example. Shout out to Don Matrick. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's no better example 
of current day Microsoft than Obsidian. You know, Obsidian is that studio that we had all heard the rumors about how much Obsidian hated Microsoft. Microsoft canceled Stormlands or whatever that game, that rumored game was called. And it soured the relationship between the two of them. Obsidian don't want to deal with them, blah, 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 blah. Yet they've now been acquired by them. So to me, there's no better example to another indie studio of why maybe current day Microsoft is good to be under than Obsidian. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think IO would have too much of a problem being under Microsoft when they see what current Microsoft does and how they treat their students. I mean, they're already partnered with them right now working on a game. So yeah. I think they are already warmed up to uh, yeah. the idea. And yeah. I would think that when you look at something like IO chat and audience, like um, IO is doing the same thing Xbox would be doing. They're thinking, hmm. Xbox thinking, is IO a good fit for us? And IO is thinking, do we want to work with Xbox? Hmm. And they're, and it's, it's a totally different uh, working atmosphere. It sounds like but, game studios are pretty happy right now working under Xbox. So You know what would be a really good uh, recruiting tool for acquisitions and for smaller indie studios for acquisition? Game Pass. Like, right. imagine you're an indie studio and the biggest... Whenever you hear an interview with an indie studio... They all have the number, the same number one concern, which is financial security. Right. Yeah. Number two is usually creative freedom. Imagine you tell a studio, you never have to worry about how many copies you sell. Don't worry right. about it. And have as much money as you need to make the game you want to make. Because we've got 25 million, 30 million subscribers. Don't worry about how many copies you sell. Don't and when you're a game developer, another thing that's really important that mm. uh, fanboys don't understand is when Obsidian makes a game, they want a lot of people to play it. Yeah. Because when you're a game developer or a studio lead, like, of course, you get paid up front and there's some royalty mm. and stuff that comes after the fact. But what matters is where that game lands, how many people are talking about your game, yeah. how they're loving it and bringing people to come play it. And the numbers get up there and we're like, we got this many people playing your new game. That means a lot. And the yep. amount of people that can play because of Game Pass is a strong motivator yep. for these studios. This, so. this is why I think Arcane and Ninja Theory are the two studios that are really going to come into their own and flourish under Microsoft. Because they're oh, two yeah. studios that have always either struggled with a lack of budget, struggled with a lack of attention, or whatever the case may be. They've had to grassroots their games. They now have smaller. both. Yeah. With Microsoft, they now have the resources and the budget. And with Game Pass, they now have the audience. Like, yep. look look at what Game Pass did for Prey. When, when Prey came into Game Pass, it was all over social media. And everyone was like, oh my God, you got to play Prey. I can't believe we didn't pay Prey when it came out. Prey, I did Prey, Prey, it Prey, when Prey. it came out because of Game Pass. It was one of my favorite games that year and it was old. I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, Dark CMF and, with a $5 says, yeah. I'd buy another console just for family plan almost immediately. Both my boys and I could play together right. easily. Yeah, thank you, Dark CMF. That's right. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, there are ways around it. Like, you can leave your profile logged in, and as long as you're not on the console, they can leave you logged in, and they can log that's into right. their account and access right. your games. But that's, like, not something that's easily understood. It's not convenient. Yeah. yeah. And if you're an achievement hunter, it's a big no-no. <laughs> Like, because the last thing you want is achievement lists for games you weren't interested in playing 
on your gamer tag. Anyone yeah. who's OCD about achievements will know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I don't know. Good stuff ahead. We'll report on a lot of it. Thank you so much, Nick. This has been, we went longer than uh, I know. Thought. You know, before the show started, Colt said, you know what? There's not much news. Probably we'll aim for about an hour. We'll go for about an hour or so. We are approaching three hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, like you just like uh burn through a good chunk of your day and uh over here on the west coast it's yeah, it's uh it's a quarter to eight o'clock. It's amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad you came on. Uh no, thanks for having me. You had had some time off and please invite me on your show. I would yeah, love no to worries. be back on again. You guys are all, all great. I had uh, John on a few weeks ago. Uh, yep. The Xbox Era team's amazing. Uh, I'm in the Discord. I'm not on Discord, so I, I only see stuff here and there. Like I, I don't, know. I don't log in or uh, I'm logged in, but I'm not. I don't chat on there as much. But uh, yeah, you guys are all great. But you need to. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. We got eight more likes to get to 500. But uh, Nick, this is your opportunity. Uh, a lot of people know who you are, but this is an opportunity to brag about what you guys have coming up on the site and on the podcast, and tell them about the launch of this book and yeah. then we'll so get out of here. You can obviously catch us uh, at xboxera.com. That's the easiest way to get a hold of everything. All our stuff's there. The, the podcast is there. News, reviews, uh, the forum. Uh, you know, join the forum. Uh, even Phil joined the forum. Yes. Uh, I, th- I think Colt is on the forum. You're on the forum, aren't you? Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, join the forum. Lots of passionate Xbox fans there. Uh, as Colt alluded to, we, our Kickstarter for our book celebrating 20 years of the original Xbox or celebrating 20 years of Xbox just finished. We got to about 137% funded, which is great. Jeez. Um, so now the work begins on that book. Uh, me being lazy, I probably won't be doing a lot of work on that. I'd say pre-drag will probably be doing... Our, our, our amazing art guy will probably be doing most of the work um but we have a lot of great contributors we've got colt got jeff grubb seamus blackley awesome um tom um, Tom warren uh mvg uh club rule i think rand as well i want to say um yeah it's it's it should be great i've got mine in i ordered the overshield edition it's called because i wanted that nice slip case for the book um but yeah, uh, so we're also working, another thing we're working to do, so we're good friends with an indie developer called Anorexic, um, who who really enjoys being a part of the community. You know, he, he's given us, he gave us like 150 codes for his game, Omega Rally Championship, to give away to all our patrons. So if you sign up to our Patreon, you get a copy of Omega Rally Championship. Um, That's a cool and, game. That is a cool Yeah, game. it is a really neat, it's, it's part of the creator's collection. Um, which is sort of like the Xbox One equivalent of XNA, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. Really cool little game. Um, and he wanted to do more. So we're in talks with him at the moment. He wants to take our book and make it like an app on the Xbox store and on the Windows store. So in digital oh, format. So you could read yeah. our book on your Xbox, which I think is really cool. So we're wow, working on big. that as well. Yeah, yeah. So... You know, we've got a lot of stuff coming. Um, 
I am at special underscore Nick on Twitter. If you want to follow me there, um, I talk a lot of crap. Maybe don't listen to me. Um, I went to great lengths to spell your name correctly because it's so yes, because you got it. You got it wrong last time. And, uh-huh. Yeah, I I I fool people with the way I spell special. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's that, yeah. It's that ethnic spin again that I was talking about. Yeah. On that accent that I have. Um, so yeah, but XboxZero.com is where you'll get basically everything for us and everything we're up to. Um, everyone puts in a lot of work. I don't. I'm very lazy. I don't do much work at all. But all the rest of them put in a heap of work, so it'd be great to support them. Awesome. Yeah, I can't wait to see more. Um, I'll share something out when when I get a chance to uh, contribute to the book. So it's going to be amazing. Kendra Star, thank you for the $2. He says, Arcane Art Style hurts their games. Play unsighted. Uh, the art style for Arcane is kind of whimsical, but uh, no, I would never ask a developer... I would never ask a developer yeah. to change what they do. And, I think uh, their games generally look pretty good. Yeah. Well, they have um, kind of a chiseled look, and they also have a watercolor look to their games. But uh, I would not I like argue them. with what, six, what is six, very successful for them. Mm. Um, but I also think that Redfall is not so much like Dishonored and Prey as far I as I don't think style. it will be. Right. It's going to be more like... Uh, more grounded in realism uh, with uh, stylized Probably. characters. So I can't wait Probably. to see that. But thank you so much. This show's been super long. This will be yeah. on demand on YouTube after it processes. <laughs> also get it up on Spotify, Google, and Apple Podcasts, and Pocket Podcasts in the coming hour. And I'll try to get timestamps in there. <laughs> you take a week <laughs> good off luck. the brain, the brain just luck. totally blanks out. It's crazy. Nick and I were all over the place, so timestamps would be crazy. Yeah, that's right. Timestamps would be hell. Like, yeah, I do all that stuff on my own. Uh, um, but uh, I do it so for much. hours as well. I do yeah, it for it's... hours as well, and I have to sit there and watch the whole show again and just, <laughs> and like... I just listen to myself talk. I have to hear my own voice. <laughs> oh, but yeah, man. thank you uh, for over six hundred people that are watching live uh, and uh, the five hundred likes. You guys are great. Let's let Nick get out of here and enjoy the rest of his nice, warm, eighty degree yes. weather in Australia. Yeah in Fahrenheit temperatures and Nick right. I'll see you soon and I, nice. I expect to see an invite in the coming weeks or whatever but you give Not me a, a problem. Break. okay guys we're out of here have a good night ciao for now <laughs>